0: everybody, I'm Joe,
1: I'm Matt, and I'm Derek,
0: and we are the hosts of Beach, Balls, and Bourbon, Bourbon the official uh, pop video podcast of The Groove Machine, uh, your drumline, you Louisville City people, and uh, we're, this is our second show, thank you for coming back, we hope that you really enjoyed the first one, we thank our guests who were here, uh, it was an enjoyable time. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys how you're doing this week. Derek, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. I don't have a step counter, but I'm pretty sure I've walked the equivalent of about 10 miles in the last week. Uh, my legs feel like jelly, and I should be on the moon. On the moon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm sure it's nice up there.
0: It should be. It should be. There's no atmosphere, but there's plenty of atmosphere in here. There is. Oh, God. Matthew, <laughs> how are you, We not know where
2: that's coming from yet, yeah. yep, but
0: we're working on it. Matt, how are you? I'm pretty good. Matthew is pretty good. A man of a, he's a man of a thousand words, folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, the um, this show is going to be great. Uh, we have Evan Floyd, who's going to be here. He is a member of uh, he runs, or him and uh, his buddy Andy run the In the House podcast. Uh, also, a member Scouse's House, and also works as an employee for the team. So we can't hear wait. Uh, we can't wait to hear about that. We also have Katie Harper here, one of our capos, who's doing a tremendous job, and I can't wait to hear about uh what led her to uh become one of one of our leaders, if you will. We, we love our capos, don't we? We do. They're, thanks for all of that there, Matt. That's so They Matt's have megaphones, to- they, <laughs> <have laughs> they yell, they tell us what to yell. Yes, it's it's very nice. And we have some of them don't whistle into the megaphone directly in my face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and we do have two calling guests. Later on we're gonna have Sean Reynolds. Uh, I'm sure you all are really excited to hear from him. Uh, he will be calling in later on and also uh probably the greatest player in Louisville City history. Distinguished uh, himself in the L I P A F C of course. Yes. And uh it is L I P A F C Week. So Bugsy O'Malley will be calling in pretty soon. But before we do that, we have to talk about last week and our game. Anyway. For sure. for sure. For sure. I mean it was uh it was uh you know it was okay, I guess. We we got a point. And like we said, in this in this podcast, we don't do a lot of technical analysis, folks.
1: Did we, did we make a point?
0: We made a point. We're gonna make a couple more points. I think. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna make some more points. We we do our recaps in poems. So Uncle Luigi's back.
2: Whoa, whoa, you mean you don't have an uncle from North Carolina?
0: No, I don't have any uncles from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid. To, well, it would just be a guy that would come on and go. Think, hey guys. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> hey Joel. Hey, remember mate? No, I don't. That's no, that's. That's I don't more, even want to think about it. That's more Nashville, right? <laughs> but that's the, the Nash. Uh, yes. So anyway, it's time to give you our game recap. Got a little music going on in the background. Little Uncle Luigi. Uncle Luigi's now ready to talk to you about last week's game. Okay. Everybody ready? You ready? I mean, I'm I'm, okay. I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little afraid of this one because I think we're going to be pushing the envelope a little bit, but that's what we're here for. Oh, man. Matthew, you ready? I got my feet set. Okay. <laughs> The title, the title of this here recap is We Got a Point. Oh, that's about it. That's the title. Anyways, here we go. <laughs> it was muggy and cloudy, the 22nd of June. We weren't too worried it would be nice. We feared not the weather. And like them Jamoks who don't pay me back, we had everything we needed on ice. I see what you did. Yes, thank you very much. Plenty of this. Plenty of that going to come up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but we was a bit worried for our dear boys and people. A few hours before the big game at Slugger, our Louisville team, they've been leaking some points, you know, like a cow, when you pull on its udder. Our opponent that evening was that team there from Charlotte, which is in North Carolina, or so I hear. It's it's not a real city. (laughs) But it seems them people only care about that MLS crap, so none of them really show up to freaking cheer. Hey, did you know there once was a spider whose name was Charlotte, who was also made famous in a book? Along with her friend, some pig who called himself Wilbur. Oh, I wonder what weird toins that relationship took. I mean, come on. It's an arachnid and a mammal. What kind of tryst did these two characters share? I mean, seriously, in the book, Charlotte had like a million babies. Oh, hey, oh, what the hell is going on there? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oink, oink. Piders. Time to make the bacon. Anyways, but anyways, I digress. We shouldn't talk about that was really here to talk about the game. Besides, think about piggies and spiders doing bouncy bouncy on a web. Hey, oh, kind of brings me a little bit of shame. I ain't gonna, I ain't lying there. Once the first half started, our guys were on the front foot. They made foray after foray into the defense. But then Charlotte's Day was tough. They was like thick in the box. One could say that their defensive shape was independence. Ooh.
2: To clarify, he said thick in the
0: box. Thick? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're and I used, I used the pun. It's the no. cheapest form of humor. Independence, anyway. And try as we may, no matter how hard, we just couldn't get the ball into the net. And I was really thinking, uh-oh, not again. They'll probably score first. At least that's what I bet. And lo and behold, my foreshadowing was real. They was open on the right, and they broke true. And after all that good work, we was down by a freaking oleo. Yeah. What the hell are you going to do? Now, them Charlots, I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan. They're sneaky, and sometimes they cheat. They flop like them flounders, and they dive like them dolphins, and they trip over nobody's feet. Hey, that's They accurate. also got that Mamaluke, Enzo Martinez. He spent most of the time <laughs> rolling around on the floor. And every time I see him, I want to look at him and say, you know, your mother
2: is a Whoa, 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 whoa. We talked about this. You cannot say that on the podcast.
0: I'm not allowed to say that.
2: No,
3: you're
0: not allowed to say that. I we went over that. this last week.
1: No. We don't, I don't want to be in Facebook jail.
0: Okay, no Facebook jail for us. I, you know what, A So I'm just kidding. A couple of Hail Marys, a couple of fathers. We're gonna go. Here we go. So the first half was true. He was down by a goal. But at least there was still hope in sight. They don't just play one half. You know, they play two. And two and two halves, they make a hole. I think that's, if I had my schooling <laughs> right. Oh, now check it out. You know, down in Charlotte, they also got that NASCAR. We're just keeping the cars on the track as a feat. But my cousin Loretta, she don't really care about that too much because you know those cars, they don't have a back seat. Oh. Now, hey, look, I'm not saying Loretta's a bad girl. That's something that should never be said. But she's the only girl I knew who would guys scream, hey, look, it's Loretta. And all they can see is the back of her head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, it's time to move on. This isn't what we're here to talk about. Besides Loretta, she may hear this get mad. And as you may have heard, Oi, Maron, can that girl show? <laughs> anyways, yeah, we're moving on. So the second was going and the weirdest thing happened. We was drumming and singing down there. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's a smiling sandwich with legs. What the hell am I in? A freaking nightmare? It scared me half to death, this walking Italian sub. It had a smile like it was totally whack. At the front ended when it took that scratchy thing from Jorge and I told it, oh, you're getting two in a melon if you don't give it back it just kept dancing until it decided to leave with that crazy smile like Jack who stuck his face through the door I wanted to say to that thing hey look thanks a lot you crazy bastard I ain't even freaking sandwiches anymore <laughs> but just like one of them oh and then just like one of them jedis who are busy saving the world they use that power that's deep within their soul all big Luke was a hero and Luke used the force and Luke managed to force us a goal it was now one-to-one. The game was locked up, something that Oluigi knows about too well. Hey, you know it's much easier to sell a good story than to be a good story in a cell? Eh? That's not bad, right? That's okay, eh. Thank you. That's pretty good. But the last tries we made, we couldn't get our attack right, and the game was done. Finished one-to-one, and that's how we finished that night. Once again, no three points. We stuck with a tie. Kind of felt like a loss. This is no good. And if we don't win soon, I'm going to lose my mind. And I'll cry and cry and embarrass myself instead of in front of the whole neighborhood. And that's how it ended. We're still wanting to win. Let's hope that our championship's desires ain't fake. But there's one thing I can say from the bottom of my heart. Katie and I want to say thank you for the birthday cake. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was wonderful. Thank you. It was, uh, I don't know. I don't think Loretta's going to like this one.
2: And I, I, what gave me that idea, Joe?
0: I, I say, she shouldn't have. You know, she did what she had to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got a point.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, we got a point. Got That's, it.
0: You guys want to add anything to our wonderful,
1: uh, our wonderful point? I'm
2: booking about the twelfth minute
1: there. Was, <laughs> I got a book. I got a yellow card. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently our twelfth man now is subman. Something, oh that? Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I don't
2: know if that was like product placement or just a fan.
1: That was the scare. I,
0: was, I swear to God, I was scared. I <laughs> see this freaking sandwich walking down the road. I'm Like, what is going on here? Because I realized with our fan base, you don't know. Right, and it's a mascot, so not on. But anyway, <sighs> that's the way it goes. We'll talk a little bit more about our game in the uh, this Saturday in a little bit, but it's time, I think, for our very first guest. Yes. Sure, yes, I think so. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I met this guy last year. Uh, he runs a wonderful podcast along with his partner, Andy. It's called In the Scouse. Or, yeah, no, Scou- in, the, in house. the house. It's Scouse's house, In the House, right? It's Pretty, In the House. Did I nail that, Evan? Nailed it. I nailed it. He's looking at me like, yeah, sure, thanks. You might not recognize him because he doesn't have a mustache anymore.
1: I t- have I'm no telling you, idea. Man. This
0: is Evan's
3: stunt double.
0: Yeah, this is Evan's stunt double. I don't know if this is Evan Floyd, but it, it, it could be Evan Floyd. They sent their stunt oh. double. Oh. oh, ladies let's and gentlemen, Evan Floyd. Floyd, let's say hello to Evan. What's up, Evan? Hi. Well, How are you, sir?
2: Doing good. How are you guys I
4: mean, good, good to see you. Yeah, good good I brought good good uh, good uh, goodies because I'm a shameless briber.
0: Nice. <laughs>
2: I
4: knew that, uh, you know, I was going to want to be on the good side of the groove machine for as long as possible. Uh, so uh, from the
0: Lucity front
3: office. Oh, of
0: sponsors,
3: oh, oh, ooh, oh, oh,
0: ladies and gentlemen, our program. guests for the next 12 shows. Wow. <laughs> <Ben> and, <Floyd. laughs> and then
4: uh, as an extra special treat, because I know that won't last particularly long, probably not, not in this crowd anyway, uh, as an extra special side treat as a you know, set decoration.
3: Yeah.
4: Or not. You're up to you guys. I have brought a
1: Oh, 16. Ooh. Oh. I, brought, I brought
4: 16 specifically because it's the only one we had that had Sean Reynolds on it.
1: Ah, nice. on Excellent. So Excellent.
4: A fully signed 2016
1: team. That is nice. fantastic. Uh,
4: Evan, thank you. Sean That's going to be framed.
1: Signed, um, yes, I will first have first that so. framed.
4: I know in honor of Sean being your other guest tonight, we yes. wanted to have one that had his signature on. it. So, yes. uh, cheers.
0: Thanks, Evan. Yeah, I mean, that, really, cool. that is really wonderful. You may want to stand a little bit closer there. Let's
4: see, you guys have
0: way more fancy technology than we do when uh-huh. you well, we have, in the we house. Have, well, we have really nothing better to do with our lives.
4: No, I <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure my wife feels very much the same way about me
0: at this point. I, That's okay. I, when I told her that I
4: was going to be devoting another night of my week to Louisville City Soccer, she was uh, really interested in
1: that. Okay. Excited. Yeah, you're doing some kind of a podcast gauntlet right now, right?
4: Yeah, I, I I'm on. I'm frankly in the public eye way more than I have any reason to be. More than anybody, I'm sure, wants me to be. Uh, no, I've, I've had uh, I've had some some press lately. I was in the I was on USL.com in an article they wrote about me. Nice. And then uh, have my podcast each week with Andy, and we enjoy that. And I'm a occasional contributor to Barrel Proof and a frequent contributor on Soccer City Radio. And so, yeah, people get way more of my opinion than I have any reason to be offering. But uh, I I <laughs> well, see, if, they, you,
0: if they keep asking you for one or two reasons, you're good. Or they're trying to suck up for more free stuff. I, I think mean, that it's because it's, of the bribery. <laughs> so, as long as I keep bringing
4: fun stuff to everything that I show up to, I think they'll cool. probably keep having me
0: back. Well, I want to ask you a question first is, you know, I, I met you, I, I guess it's about a year and a half ago or so, roughly. Yeah, somewhere in there. But before that, mm-hmm. I'd like to know a little bit about Evan and what he did before he came here and started going to Louisville games. What got you involved in soccer, things like that. Sure.
4: No, I, uh, I'm from pretty much everywhere you can be from in the Midwest. Uh, we, we moved around a lot as a kid, but I did my primary schooling in uh, Westchester, Ohio. Uh, I'll call it Westchester so nobody confuses it with Cincinnati. But it's a (laughs) suburb of Cincinnati, so I'm I'm kind of from that enemy to the north. But uh, then I went to college down at Western Kentucky University, and when I went to Western, I met Andy on my first day there. And uh, Andy Fred. My partner, Andy Frederick. I would just say
0: Andy because he's Andy to me is like Cher. He only needs one. He team. only does. You know, uh, it's like Cher or Madonna.
4: The six-five tattoo guy. Exactly. He's tall.
0: He's amazingly know. tall. Uh,
4: he, I met him on our first day there, and he was a Louisville native. And so uh, from that minute on, we were good friends. And I came to Louisville a lot. And on one of those many trips, I met a uh, lovely young woman uh, who, uh, eventually, after a great deal of chasing and persuading, agreed to be my wife. <laughs> And uh, so while I had been working in a lot of different uh, fields, I had mostly been working for a home delivery pharmacy company in uh, process management and efficiency optimization. Damn. Yeah, it was really exciting. It's exactly as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> uh, and so It uh, doesn't
0: sound that friggin' sexy. <laughs> but I, <laughs> left, I, left, I left that work
4: to come and work in uh, to find a job in Louisville. Okay. And uh, I sort of bounced around from company to company trying to find a good fit, find something that I liked. Uh, I was frequently like the youngest or lowest ranking person in management staffs at every company I went to. So I got laid off a couple of times in restructuring or because I was really terrible at my jobs. Sometimes it's hard to say. (laughs)
5: Uh,
4: And then uh, finally, during this whole process, my wife knew I was an enormous sports fan and that I really consider Louisville like my adopted home. I've lived a lot of places, and this is the first place that I think of as mine. Like, uh, other places I lived was because my dad moved me there, because, yeah, I'm in college, okay, great. But uh, this is the first place that I, when I moved here, it was like, this is home, this is what I love. And she knew I was a huge sports fan, but I didn't have any teams here, because I was already devoted to the teams that I support. And so uh, when, the, when we first got wind that Louisville City was coming, She said, uh, I'm getting us season tickets. And uh, she did that, and I think she regrets it every day. (laughs) Uh, No, she got us season tickets, and we started going to the games. Uh, We had no idea if any of our friends were going to be into it, if anybody was going to You know, we showed up like a lot of people did, thinking there might be 800 people here, and, you know, who knows. But it turned into just like the highlight of our social calendar. Every one of our friends goes to all the games. We hang out together. We tailgate together. We post-game party together. And it just became, you know, an immovable part of our schedule uh and so while i'm doing all this i'm working these you know strange mostly unfulfilling jobs and uh after a, after two and a half years of being a big fan and helping to create helping to create scouse success, yeah let
0: me let me let me, let me, let me just back up on that sure. bit. so um i remember when michael was trying to start that scouse mike bramwell mm-hmm. and um there, uh, there was a very, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people involved like that. Just, if you could focus a little bit on, on Scouse's house and the beginning of it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, why uh, you think it's turned into something, which is really wonderful. I think they've done a great job of it.
4: Well, like I say, we would show up to these games with our friends and, uh, some of our friends really loved the soccer and some of them just really loved the environment and wanted to hang out. Right. And that makes it, if, if you're really looking for hanging out and not the soccer, Cooper's area is not perfect. Right. Uh, You've got to sort of be willing to focus your day on the soccer, and so we needed to find a place in the stadium where it could sort of be half and half. You could be locked in if you were like me and wanted to watch the game, or you could, you know, find a picnic par- picnic bench and uh, have a beer and have a conversation and cheer when goals are scored and get right. into it in big moments. And uh, we found that over in the patio deck that first year. Uh, it was just sort of us and like 12 friends. And then over on the other half of the patio deck was Scouse and about 10 of his friends. Uh, And uh, we loved it. And we had a great time. We got to know him a little bit and just sort of cheering on the team. And then the second year, uh, the, the front office started selling the patio deck to corporate functions. So you could, you know, if you wanted to take your company out, you could buy the patio deck and they wouldn't let anybody down there. You had to have specific tickets for it. And we were just staring down there with, you know, needles in our eyes, hatred, like that is our spot. (laughs) You are are befouling and besmirching it. Uh, And, but what really got Scouse's goat more than anything was on nights when they would sell it and it would be like five people down there. Right. And because over the course of, the, of that year, we went from being like 20 of us to being like 50 of us, 60 of us right. for a game and kind of providing a nice little atmosphere on sure. that side of the field. Uh, but we hated it when we looked down there and it was just ghost town. And so he said, you know what? I want to get back down there. And then I give Scouse himself a ton of credit. There's a reason it's Scouse's house. Right. Uh, he did the legwork. He talked to the front office and said, how can we get back down there? How can we turn that into you know, a place that is a destination for fans and make it a thing? He found out all the things you needed to do to become an official supporters group. He did all the paperwork. He did all the legwork. Right. He recruited people tirelessly. He sold tickets himself. Mm-hmm. He did everything he could possibly do to make sure that we got our spot back, and then we did. Uh, and over that course of that time period, we had uh, – we. We're creating Scouts' House and making it a thing. Uh, we decided we wanted to do the podcast uh, mm-hmm. because I love Barrel Proof and I love Final Judgment mm-hmm. and now big fan of the Triple B. Uh, but uh, despite all before, that-
0: Before you go on, hashtag three, <laughs> capital B podcast, hashtag three B podcast. It'll be on the screen. I'm sorry.
4: No, you're fine. Love it. Um uh, I, I just don't think there can be too much content. I really don't. I think that the, if you are, if you enjoy making it, I don't care if three people listen or watch. Then you know that's 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 enough. And honest to God, for the first 20 shows Andy and I did, that's about what we had listening to us right. was you know my mom and uh, <laughs> Scouse's mom, and that was you know that was about it. Uh, Andy's parents not even involved, so okay. we well, going not turn talk our on. wives
1: into it. We're just over 3,000 viewers right now. You heard, yeah, 3,000. Give or take. See, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> give uh, or take. But sincerely,
0: <laughs> uh, I'm assuming I'm being mocked around. No, no, out. I think we're mocking ourselves, <laughs> yeah. actually. But
4: I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is, if you put good good content out, eventually people will start paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, mean, we, I mean, Andy and I were doing that podcast for us more than we were doing it for anybody else. We wanted to sit down and talk Blue City Soccer. And uh, we thought there might be somebody out there who wants to listen. And now, you know, we generally have 150-ish unique that's lessons good. in a week, and that's a lot that's of fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, but so we did all that work, and then we started the podcast. I did the podcast for a year, and in that course of that, I got to know some of the front office people and got to know some of the players a little bit better. And I started sort of shifting from just being a fan to being somebody who was thinking, well, I want this to be a part of my life. Right. And so I started – I got – uh, I got a tiny, teeny, tiny amount of access to Brad Estes, and he regrets that to this day. I started, uh, I started hounding him really. Uh, I give Brad,
0: Brad Estes a lot of credit because he gives a lot of teeny tiny uh, contact to a lot of people. He really does. He's amazing. He's, really he's amazing. An an amazingly accessible. That's, you know what? Here, team here's president. to Brad Estes. I'm gonna give Brad a toast here. Cheers. Here's, here he is. Thanks, Brad.
1: Patrol. All right. I had to find something,
0: <laughs> but he uh,
4: he did a great job of uh, of listening to me when I would have suggestions or concerns or comments. And uh, I, I said, "Listen, I'm willing to sort of make a big life change here if you guys can bring me on." And they didn't have a spot for me, and they didn't have a spot for me, and uh, but I just made sure I kept in their ear that eventually, if you do come right. get me, I'll come. Right. And finally, they did, and uh, it's been it's been unbelievable getting to work for the team. It changes the entire fan experience, but it is.
1: Well, you, you picked awesome. the right time to do it, too.
4: Well, or did I? Because, I mean, now, if we don't win a championship after two in a row, I'm the unique factor. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on us to win another one. You hear trip.
1: that, You hear that? players? Yeah. Evan's job is on the line I if you don't all don't win. It. It's all on Evan.
3: Nah,
1: <laughs> it's, uh, Hashtag, it's, it's all on Evan.
3: It's extremely <laughs> nerve-wracking.
4: Uh, I am a person who puts a lot of store in really dumb superstitions for uh, for, uh how the team results occur. We know a guy like that. Yeah. I, well, frankly, I, I, my facial hair is generally malleable based on how we are playing or not playing. Uh, what I'm wearing to the games is, and that's been tough, because we technically have uh, team dress codes for uh, the games about what color polo and what color pants mm-hmm. and all that jazz for any given game day. Blazer. And uh, when we win a couple in a row, and they're like, you know, we're gonna wear gray. I'm like, nope, still wearing purple. And I show up <laughs> like, oh man, I forgot. I, sorry guys, uh, but so I, I do. I put a lot of I, I put a lot of pressure on myself for the team to be doing well because especially seeing as how I have no impact on how they perform at all. <laughs> but it's been it's been an unbelievable experience getting to work for the team, getting to see how a sports organization is run.
0: And exactly what exactly are your responsibilities? Oof.
4: Uh, Well, I are you sorry that I asked that
0: question? No, the thing about
4: (laughs) this is, uh, I think sometimes I know I was guilty of this in my in my pure fandom days. I think that we generally think of the club as being this big organization because I mean it's a professional team and you see all the players and on game day you see an army of people in polos. Man, so many of those people are interns. Like the actual full time staff of blue city is, is not very large. Right. And uh, so we all have a lot of different hats and uh, I was hired on to be the fulfillment specialist, which would be uh, so anything that we sell to a sponsor, whether that's social media or PA announcements or video board or email or signage or radio and TV ads, all of that. That's, I, I was making sure that they get what they bought. Right. Right. Uh, That's fulfillment. And then they realized pretty quickly that Mario Sanchez, who is I I sing his praises every single time. Mm -hmm. Mario Sanchez, who is our director of youth development and community relations, was being stretched really thin with how much work he's doing out in the community, doing uh, youth clinics and camps and volunteer clinics and volunteer camps. It's it's amazing, and plus he has duties actually coaching the first team. Right. So he's got he's just stretched really thin. And they said, you know, we can, he can, Evan could can probably help out Mario. He knows some of the he knows a lot of the supporters already, and uh, understands some of what community relations would require for the club. And so I took on some of those <clears> responsibilities. <throat> and then um, we uh, last season, uh, and for the, all the seasons leading up to it, Brandon Morris had been with the club, and right. he was our director of operations, and he did a lot and uh, when Coach Hack came in, he brought some people that he was familiar with to come in and work, and they do unbelievable job. When you're talking about Andrew Delalo and Danny Cruz and some of the other guys on that staff, it's unbelievable the amount they do, but it's very different from what Brandon did. So there were some uh, loose spots in game day operations uh, because um, our new operations are a lot more team-centric. Mm-hmm. And uh, that left a lot of stadium-centric stuff that was maybe that in the old days where they were used to some of our sales guys doing. And we don't want them having to focus on that. Sure. And some of uh, some of it for uh, that Brandon would have used to take care of that no longer was being done. Okay. And so uh, I took on some of those game day responsibilities, including all kids supervision and making sure that the signage is right. Making sure that the PA that I write is being done correctly and that the board looks right. Stuff
0: like that. I've been downstairs Man. when you get ready to sing the national Anthem. I have been down there when they have the little kids. That is the hardest job anybody, anybody has me. in the entire building because that's insanity.
4: Them. Yeah, actually correct. It's like herding it takes, cats. <laughs> it takes a skill I don't have. So that's that's another that's another part of the. I think
0: Mrs. Vowels does that. I think Mrs. Vowels does Devina uh, that. Davina is amazing
4: at in terms of doing that, Dylan Terry does goes a long way in terms of doing all of that for game day. Uh, no, I take the ball kids after Dylan is done with them, and I'm then in charge of making sure that they're not. Uh, not overwhelmed by the moment or uh, creeped out or easily distracted by a bumblebee or something like that. So, <laughs>
0: um, all right. So now we've got the stadium going up. Okay. Which I, you drive by again today and it's just, it, it's, it's, it, the place is amazing. Mm. Okay. Um, what are you envisioning as far as Scouse's house is concerned when you're in the new building
4: <sighs> statues, smoke uh, fireworks, probably some, uh, uh, I don't know, laser shows. Nice. I, really, it's, I don't, I know I, I'm gladiator I envision,
0: fights, maybe what oh I envision is
4: a sold out house every single night. That's awesome. what I envision. And that's our sales staff's working really hard on that now, uh, from the top down about making sure that it's going to be not just, Oh, Hey, cool. It's a new stadium, but that it's a real experience for the fans every time mm-hmm. because I, I keep saying to everybody who will listen, it'll be a new stadium for a year, two years Right. into that third year. If, it's going to matter what that stadium is, not just that it exists.
1: Now, Evan, do you, do you know anything about, like, I got into conversations uh, with, with people about all kinds of stuff as, as far as a new stadium. So, uh, a, a lot of people are talking about, like, I, I know that we're talking about it's going to be a soccer stadium, but mm-hmm. is it going to be a multi-use stadium? Like, are we going to have other events in there? Like, maybe like a, like a high school state championship, for instance? Sure. That we're kind al- of thing.
4: We're already exploring a lot of cool options for other games that can be played there. Um, I'm. This is where I come up against it for not knowing what's able to go out into public and what's not. Right, in right. Cities. But I already know that there are a number of games, some high school, some collegiate, uh, some friendlies, even that wouldn't involve Blue City. You know, uh, there are games that we're hoping to be able to play there. I mean, this is a gorgeous state of the art facility that will be open uh, in like eight months from today. It's crazy. And, uh, we'll play 17 to 25 games in it in a year. So that means that's, you know, 340 days a year where it's just sort of sitting there collecting property tax. If we can find something cool to do with it, especially if it's soccer or especially if it's Louisville, you know, the, right. the people who run that team are smart business guys. They know not to just let it sit there if we don't have to. That's right.
0: Uh, and I just keep saying that this is a, a and this is an uncharted part of the country from an international perspective. I mean, you've got teams, a couple teams have already invested in certain areas of uh, a team from Italy. That's, I believe they're behind one of the teams in, I think Fresno. I'm not, I forget which ones. But here's a part of the country. You mentioned something that's really cool that we're talking about friendlies that we might not even be playing in. Yeah. So, in order to do that, you've got to bring in teams that people are going to want to come see. So, that's pretty exciting, actually. When you said I didn't even think about I haven't yet thought about that stadium having a game where we didn't play.
4: Yeah, they're between the ideas of some college games and some, uh, uh, man, I'm, I, I'm up against it right here. I'll just say there are a lot of ideas right, that have been sure, around the office, and some of them sure, I know they've already sure, gone, into, uh, gone into a
1: conversation and negotiation. Let's get Liverpool over
4: right. here to yeah. play Juventus. Well, I mean, it, that's also the part you have got to think about, That especially until, I mean, I think everybody sort of expects that if soccer continues to grow in Louisville the way it is, that within the next 10 to 15 years, we'll have to do both of the expansions. So this stadium was built with two expansions in mind. Wow. where we'd be able to expand it out to about 15,000 of seating from 11.7 and then to about 20 to 22 That's from awesome. seating. And we hope that, you know, in the next 10, 15 years, we have to do all of that. But, awesome. but as is, we're going to have 11,700 seats. seats, And uh, when we jam that place full of uh, passionate fans, it'll be about 14,000. That's so awesome. Man. And with 14,000 people, you can't bring a Liverpool. Over. I mean, you just right. just right. use right. yeah. right. yeah. yeah. uh, But there are clubs that you can and um you know for the for the right enticement then we're hoping that there will be some good quality soccer played there even when lu city's not and that also includes the idea of you know mario sanchez is helping to create the academy right now uh, we might have some academy games there some pdl games i mean i'm sorry usl
0: league 2 that's league what games. we talked about last week
4: actually. um you might have uh, I think that the door is wide open for an NWSL team. We saw that uh, Andrew Oost wrote a great article about yep. it just this week. Yep. Um, there are a lot of really great opportunities for ways to use that stadium, but uh, other other events is also definitely on the table. There's a way to outfit it to be able to do good concerts for an outdoor concert series, stuff like that. But I mean, I think that first and foremost, it's a soccer stadium, and we want to use it that way.
0: And I hate that we got to push along. Let me ask no, you. One absolutely. more question. One more question. And, and, and s- um, my personal thanks to you, for, and I mean that I sincerely, because it's look, people don't have to put themselves out there where they're willing to do the amount of things that you're doing, be it, be it as a job or beforehand. And the amount that you're willing to do really helps because you're adding content, you're adding to the culture. So just as a supporter, really appreciate that you and Andy are doing what you're doing with the podcast, and uh, that you put yourself in a position where you're now employed by the team because you have a connection with the, the supporters, not just Scouts, Scouts House, but everybody in general and the front office and that's that is not the easiest place in the world to be sometimes i'm
4: sure no sometimes it's not but i'll say i appreciate that that means a lot i mean obviously I'm, i've said before and i'll continue to always say that the that lou city has three unimpeachable untradeable things that uh has going for it and to me that is and always will be brad Estes's purple blazer that? <laughs> the golden pipes of lance mcgarvey lance mcgarvey And the groove machine itself. And so that you guys are here doing what you're doing. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, I just, I I know that I'm a lot of places right now. We were joking about it earlier, but I I, I love soccer. I love this team. And so whether people agree with me or disagree with me, get sick of me or whatever it is, I I just want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, that what comes through is that I love the city, I love this game and I love this team and I want those, all three of them to be successful. So.
0: Did you have any, any other?
1: I do not. I, I just I, I reiterate what he just said, man. It, it's great to have you here. I, I've been I, I've played and loved soccer in this town since I was a little bitty kid, and and it's it's good to have you on our side, and and you you are truly appreciated, especially you know we go over there for setup, and we're like where's Evan at? Where's that? We wait for the Evan appearance. Then you show up, we go in and set up, and we're good. It's just it, it's good having <clears> you there. We love your passion. Uh, not once have I ever like I reached out to you and you haven't responded to me. It's 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 wild, and I can't imagine I, I how wish many you other hadn't people said that I ignore almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you. And I guess
0: the other thing is, I'm really looking forward to in the new stadium with Scoussans house, whoever's watching. Uh, getting some stadium-wide stuff going on as far as chanting and stuff like that. We're really looking forward we had a, to making that go We up. had a supporters'
4: leadership meeting this week, and I think there's a lot of that stuff that's on its way, awesome. a really productive one. So I thank you guys for having me on. Evan, thank yeah. you. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen,
0: me. Evan Floyd, thank you.
4: You guys let me know when the bourbon's out, and I will, uh, I'll, show, I'll show back <laughs> up, and I'll bring you another bottle. Awesome. Thanks,
1: oh. Evan. Oh, Don't leave me. Don't, don't leave me don't go behind
3: don't I We're
1: good. I'd get you, but I'd have to smack Joe. here. <laughs> there you go. But honestly, thank you. And Evan Floyd
0: folks, it's just, it's great to see Evan here and and the work that Scouts house has done over the last couple
1: of years specifically has been really amazing. It really has Um, that watching that section just kind of blow up. is like, it's great. And it's, it's great for people like me and Matt, like, uh, the last home game, for instance, um, I was completely incapable of really moving around too much. Right, right. So I went over to Scouse's house and we stood there and watched the game. Watched it was great.
0: So it's a great experience expect. over there. Like I said, the whole idea is to have Matt. It's it's to have um, whatever type of experience you're looking for available. It doesn't all have to be one thing or all the other.
2: Exactly. It can be lots of things. It can be lots of things. <laughs> <It> <laughs> all can the be things. Everything to everyone. Now we're gonna have to <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to hook up my phone here, actually, because mm-hmm. as we're talking about soccer, one of the greatest rivalries. and Not did I just say one of the greatest rivalries? <laughs> I I believe you did. I think I apologize. I'm selling it short. Probably the greatest rivalry in the history of American sports is going to be uh, is going to be taking place again this Saturday up in Indianapolis.
2: Are you referring to the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest?
0: Yes. Would you please tell everybody, Matthew, (laughs) what what does LIP AFC mean to you?
2: It means very simply the pinnacle in sporting competition. It is the longest running. It is the longest running derby in the history, not only of soccer but sports.
0: And Derek, what about you? What does what does it mean to you? What does this what
1: does this rivalry mean to you? Okay, well first, I, I have to mention something. Um, I I could never tell you what that acronym means. I I know what it means, but I yeah. can't memorize it. Okay, so every time I see the acronym, yeah. the only thing that I can think of is Epicac. And, <laughs> So I don't pronounce it like you guys pronounce it yeah. or say it. I just say "Epicac." It's the Epicac rivalry, and every time I, I look online, I'm like, "Oh, there it is again." EPICAC. It's easy, man.
2: It's the Louisville and Indianapolis proximity. That means they're close together. Mm-hmm. Association football is the game we're playing, and it's a contest.
0: Yes,
1: and I mean I don't like numbers either. Yeah, so.
0: there are no numbers <laughs> in that. <laughs> now, if if you know anything about the, this wonderful rivalry, which which spans it just spans time. I mean, it's beyond time. It's, it transcends, it it transcends everything. You know, that our greatest, um, our greatest hero in this deal is a guy by the name of Bugsy O'Malley. Now Bugsy played in this rivalry for about, I don't know, 50 years or so. And we're going to try and get Bugsy on the phone. Hey, Bugsy, are you there? Hello? Hello? Bugsy, are you there? Hello, oh, I think I'm here. Hello, who am I speaking to? Thank you very much. Hello, Bugsy, this is Joe oh. Vala. Bugsy, uh, I, I know that I'm interrupting oh. you. <laughs> yeah. Hey Bugsy, put the phone closer to your ear, pal. What? Bugsy, can you hear us, buddy? Right,
3: well.
0: Is this is this is this Joe? This is Joe, Bugsy, the guy that oh. I. Oh.
5: Yes, it's so nice to hear from you, Jimmy. It's not
0: Jim, it's Joe, pal. What are you doing?
5: That's what. That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> it's not nice to hear from. It's not nice to hear from anybody, to be honest.
0: Well, I, that's what we. That, but this is why it's such an honor to have you on the show, Bugsy, because you have been out of. The, we haven't heard from you in Louisville in over forty years.
5: And um, I'm, go ahead. Tell us what's. Can you tell us a little bit of? Go ahead. Well, you know it, it's tr- it's tr- it, it's it's true, Jack. Firstly, it's Joe. I, I said that.
0: Okay, I'm you sorry.
5: Know, people don't people don't realise this, but you know Louisville used to have a reputation. It had a thriving whiskey business years ago. If you don't know that, yeah, People do. don't realise it, and could you imagine a young Scottish soldier mm-hmm. fresh from the a minute fireworks that was the Ardennes bloody forest? Yes. That people don't know this. To the electric, you have and, been to the electric light parade at Disney World, then, Joseph?
0: Well, folks, folks don't know this. That you not only are you the youngest guy ever to play in the in, in this rivalry, but you literally came through Kearney, New Jersey, in 1918 after the big one, after the big war.
5: That, that's what they tell me. <laughs> so
0: you, you're saying that you don't really remember that? The man's 119
2: yeah. years old, Joe. What do you
5: expect? <laughs> well. I know, but there I was, it's like this, Joe. Okay. There I was, a sporty-faced young cadet with stars in his eyes mm-hmm. and a football at his feet. <laughs> and I could only dream of plying my trade in a land of opportunity and cheap booze. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what they tell that me. That sounds like Hardy. Like, anyway, but what they don't tell you is Louisville gets well near a hundred degrees. It does. It's awful hot. Yes, it does. And and back in those days, we had woolen uniforms. That's all we <laughs> had. I think they were hand knitted by Lewis and Clark's auntie. Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you, Jordan. I had a rash that required the attention of a squadron of lotion-spewing Orientals. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say on Yes, 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 you, yes, you can, Bugsy. Well, well, Bugsy, see. you
0: know what it is. Maybe it's a little offensive, but that's okay because I wanted to ask <laughs> no, about something I'm... specifically. Um, you well, know, no. you no, had. Don't
5: get too specific,
0: Jim. Uh, okay, <laughs> and it's Joe, by the way. But yes. Okay, but you, you, um, from 1931 to roughly 1948, you had a you had a groin pull. So how does a player have a groin pull for 17 years?
5: Well, I tell you, all ties into what I was saying to you. With their uniforms, this was before the days of ointments and unguents and salves and balms and liniments, as you call it. Not good, Geoffrey, not good. I kept, wire, I, I kept a wire coat hanging in the dugout for scratching my mushy peas at half time. <laughs> after, after 70 years as a footballer, know that nightlife you mm. did have a pulled groin, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but you, you muscled through. I mean,
0: America doesn't really know uh, your your story that you scored for wearing, uh, wearing the purple of Louisville. You scored 487 goals in your 52-year career, but you only managed five assists. So now, can you tell
5: the fans what, why, why, why did you did you have a problem with passing the ball? Well, I'll tell you what. It's as simple as this, Jemima. <laughs> One man does not a teammate. That's true. And I, I can remember the first Louisville team back in those days. There was Winky McDougall. Mm-hmm. We called him the Wilson Street H-bomb. He once scored five own goals. He scored five, five own goals own in the goals. first half of a 5-5 draw. That's... That was tough. Then, oh, Louisville scared no expense, no expense at all. <clears throat> They brought in the majestic Cheech brothers from the stretch ah, of Urasia. I
0: remember Marat and Adam. Yes, I do. They were, the,
5: they were the first Siamese twins to play for Louisville. They were <laughs> a goalkeeper.
0: It's amazing. I they, the, I remember, and I do remember somebody trying to make we're attached together the slogan of the team, but it didn't really
5: fly very well. Never, in those days, nobody had bumpers, so you had a, stick, you had a sticker, but nowhere to put it. <laughs> Sadly, they died in a freak knitting accident, I heard.
0: <sighs> But and then 1970 was your final game. Would um, you, you get one of your assists and we win that game three to one? Tell us what it was like playing your very last match against Indianapolis in the greatest rivalry in the history of sports.
5: It wasn't easy, Joe. If I remember correctly, that day there was three tornadoes, <laughs> three tornadoes outside in the parking lot. It was a tough one. So there were there were when you called the game off. But we thought, no, we've made at least $45 the day in takings at the stand, and we really needed the money. <laughs> so on we went to glory. The other team actually never showed up that day, Joe. It, was right. me, so it wasn't so hard scoring. It was easy. Well, Indianapolis,
3: know.
0: you know, they, because you struck the fear of God into the players that you played against for all those decades that you were here. And uh, we do have to ask a question, though. Okay, I know this may be a little uncomfortable for you, but we have to ask this. 1970 ends. You know, you spend uh, a couple of years on the circuit taking pictures, doing all those things that celebrities do, and then you go into hiding. And now we, it took us 40 years to find you in Dublin, Ireland, of all places. And we hear that you're a sex therapist. Can you tell us what? Can you tell us a little bit about all of this? Uh, what transpired the last 40 years, and how does a
5: 100 and some odd year old guy become a sex therapist? Germain after 70 years as a footballer and all the nightlife what else was i qualified to be but a sex (laughs) therapist for god's sake use your head boy you know i don't feel like 103. after 80 nothing works anyway and that's a good thing about being a sex therapist you get to hear what everybody else is up to Well, I'll tell uh, you what. I, I think I'm needing to go, Joe.
0: Yeah, Bugsy, it's been a real honor. Having, we're definitely going to have you back on when we play in the Annapolis. No, I really, I
5: really, think, I need, I really think I need to go. I better go. I think I'm going. Off. Never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, I
0: understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen.
5: Good night, good night Louisville. Good, good night.
0: Good night to you. you. Bugsy, Bugsy thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Bugsy O'Malley, the greatest player in the history of the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest.
1: When can we get him on the on the drones,
0: Joe? I, I'll tell you what. He he's, he sounds like quite the guy. I, I, you know, after all these years, he's he's still hanging in there, Matt. Wow. What do <laughs> you think? <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: Sometimes I, all you can
0: I, I say I am is in well. Awe
2: that's, that I, that I just got to. albeit briefly speak to one of the true heroes.
0: That is a legendary moment, legendary. Louisville. You just experienced a legendary <laughs> moment. Oh, that I think 100. I just experienced a legendary that was greatness right there. I'll,
2: I'll go get you a towel. just a minute. My gosh. Well, I'm you know what?
0: To... We have to move on. Sadly, thank you, Bugsy. We will have you back on <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen here with us today is one of our awesome capos, Katie Harper. She
2: hasn't left yet. She hasn't
0: left yet. That. She's been kind enough to hang out. We really appreciate that by the way. So why don't you come on up here? Katie is, uh, and her, and her dear husband John uh, are, are two mm-hmm. of our leaders in the capo uh, deal as members of extended members of our groove machine thing. And we wanted to have her on because we want to hear about, uh, we want to hear about Katie and what, what got her involved and what she's all about. Katie, thank you so much for being on. Hey
6: guys, thanks for having me. Thank you for sitting close to the
0: mic. <laughs> but anyway, um, first of all, honestly, sincerely, uh, it's really great that you're up there. We really appreciate you doing, uh, what you're doing. Well,
6: thank you. It's so much fun. It is. Uh, it's it's a completely different experience being you know on that side of things and right. you know you don't get to see as much of the game of course because right. you have your back to it the whole time but um just you know the energy of the crowd just you just feed off of it and and you can tell something's about to happen and go like, oh, come on come on come on, <laughs> and then uh you know, get ready to pop the smoke because something's coming and uh but you know and I've been talking you know if I'm up there with say you know Matt Dalton or something I'm, right. We're just like feeding off the crowd gosh you know and you know uh the past couple games i don't know if you've all noticed it but the crowd has just been incredible it's been so into it and you know it's kind of like we feed off of each other sure. you know the capos get it going and then the crowd gets going and that right. just gives us more energy and more excitement so cool so now i want to ask actually
0: um i i don't know much about you before you uh before you started doing this so i'd love to hear about uh, did you grow up here? How did you how did you all start coming to games, so on and so forth?
6: Uh, I kind of actually have a similar story to Evan. Okay. Um, my, my Well, my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around, moved a, lot. around a lot. And um, uh, when I was in seventh grade, I was a, a swimmer. That was my, my sport. Okay. And um, the day before swim team sign up started, uh, it was rollerblading fell, broke my arm. You can't get in the pool with a cast on your arm, so... My best friend played soccer, and she was like, oh, you should come play soccer, and I was like, what's soccer? You know, I mean, I knew of it, but I didn't really know, and I started playing and fell in love, and ever since then, it's been my entire, life well, you know, high school, sure. everything was- Did you play was, in high school? Like, I did play in high school. Okay, cool? um, I went to uh, Lone Oak High School in Paducah, Kentucky, okay. shout out, yeah. Okay. Oh, purple Flash, well, they're not so now, purple Flash, yeah, and so it works out because I still have all my old stuff, and it's the same colors as City. Nice,
0: so I'm, I'm not gonna ask, I'm, I'm, I learned not to ask when people when they graduated high school, so on and so no, forth, no, but I right. will ask, okay, but I will ask, was soccer how popular was soccer in Paducah when you played? Uh, it
6: was it was popular, and right. um, you know, both men's and women's soccer, right. so it was you know, we had you know, the same crowds that came to watch the men's game, you know, the women. Our, our our games were first and then the men played after us but you know we still had the same amount of crowd there so um but it, it was popular and uh and that was the height you know i'll just say i graduated in 2000 so of course the 1999 women's world cup right mm-hmm. and great team representing Absolutely great team. um but uh so that was the height of that so it just made it you know that more popular and and everything so uh so it's it was popular then, and it's just continued to grow.
1: Now, you are you being from Paducah, I know that there's another gentleman that lives in Paducah. How how popular is he down there? I believe his name is Ricochet.
6: Oh, yes, <laughs> King Ricochet. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's the man. I mean, I've met him personally once, but John worked with him right, you know, yeah. at, in the CPW I give them a shout-out to. Um, but I know the city's so proud of them, you know, you know, a U.S. title now. So, yeah, U.S. champ. So uh, that's awesome. So it's pretty cool to have someone from Paducah, you know, making it.
1: Paducah, I know when I was in, I graduated in '98, and I, and I know a lot of the high schools that we played, like when we went to regions and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't, uh, we didn't like playing teams from Paducah because they had a different style. Uh, it was kind of, it was Louisville, Lexington, Paducah. And then you know a couple of outliers, right. but nobody likes playing teams from Paducah. No, nobody likes playing teams up north near Covington either. Right. Um, but Paducah was one of the ones where I was like, yeah, I don't want to play the teams from Paducah yeah. either.
6: And so. they're so far from everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it takes forever to get there. Um. But uh. But yeah, I mean, the, they've consolidated now into one high school. So that's why a, they're so good now. Yeah, yeah. So now they have McCracken County High School. But yep. back back then, it it was a it was really challenging because all the teams were were. Equally good, so you know it made it interesting for the region. And And, and you said something that I think a lot of people don't
0: really get, and that's I I grew where I grew up, soccer had been around for decades. It's been around for a long time, and maybe not so much as popular in other parts of the country, but at the at the high school level and at the youth level, it's been popular for a pretty long time. Right. I I mean, so I'm assuming, like you said, so in the 90s, (laughs) 20-some odd years ago, you're playing youth soccer. A lot of teams. I mean, you know, how many teams did you
6: play? How big was the, the squad? Um, well I played in high school we had you know, there's like five teams I believe in Paducah right, itself right, right, right. and then we Paducah is kind of the big city in the middle of kind of mm-hmm. nowhere so we would travel a lot but um, we would play Crittenden County, Lyon County, Murray, yeah. Talloway County those areas so I can't remember how many teams were in our region but I'd say probably a good 10 to 12 at least okay. and um, but we played the same teams a lot um but you know and then i played club soccer too on on off side off you know off season from high school soccer so um we would travel everywhere you know we'd go down memphis up to st louis chicago everywhere so
1: i miss those days yeah
6: it, it was fun i i feel sorry for my parents now when they right like, right, oh. right 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 but back then i was like let's go and my mom was like All right. We got another tournament this week. And that's that's
0: another conversation in the future is the whole club thing and the pay for play nonsense that goes on in this country. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. But um, anyway, so you're going through college. Did you play in college? Or?
6: I didn't. I actually um, had a couple of scholarships to wow. play soccer in college, but I broke my ankle really bad my senior year in high school, and I played the entire season on a broken ankle. Awesome. But you sound uh, like
1: Kurt Angle right now.
6: <laughs> yeah. <can> tell you. <laughs> but uh, But but. By that point it was you know, the injuries had piled up enough where I couldn't commit to playing, you know, collegiate soccer at that level. So I played in murals and, and stuff, but I never actually played for a team.
0: Okay, and eventually you end up here in Louisville.
6: Yeah, so I went to University of Louisville. Okay. Um actually the women's national team is what brought me to Louisville. Ah. In in general, um I they played at uh, Papa John Stadium I remember that. in I, nine I, in, in I guess two two. 99. It would have been 99. Um, and my soccer team went to the game, and uh, it was the first time I'd ever been into been to Louisville because I I didn't grow up in Paducah, I didn't grow up in Kentucky, so I'd never really been up here, and I just fell in love with the city immediately, and I was like, ah, I would love, I wanted to go to LSU because I lived in New Orleans, all my friends were going to LSU, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to LSU, and then we went to Louisville. Um, to that game, and I fell in love with the city, and I was like, no, I want, I want to go to U of L, and so that's what brought me to Louisville, and mm-hmm. here we are. So I guess a I got. Way.
0: I got to ask, you're you're out in Louisville. You're, you're uh, what were you doing employment wise? I, I was
6: sure. Uh, right now I'm a paralegal. Oh, ah, um, okay. We uh, John and I moved up here. We were we both worked for Toys R Us, and that's how we got. We met in Paducah. Okay, so you met you met
0: John out there. And yeah. You all, okay.
6: Yeah. After I graduated from college. A long story I won't get into, but I moved back home for a little bit because I was going to uh, go into the Navy and okay. medical issues. But um, so I started working at Toys R Us. I met John there at the of okay. Toys R Us. And he got. John looks like the kind of guy that
0: enjoys toys. Yeah. He does.
6: <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, he looks the kind of guy that can actually have fun
0: in a place like Oh, yeah. That. You know oh,
6: yeah. He, he has a great personality for it. So, um, But we moved. Then John got transferred up to the store that was at St. Matthew's. And um, I moved up. We had just started, or we had been dating for a while. And then I moved up with him mm-hmm. here and we got married. And so we've been here ever since. Okay. Kind of. I kind guess. Of what's what I'm now, you, your first Louisville soccer game
0: was, I mean, like Louisville City? Uh,
6: Louisville City. So John was never a soccer fan. He didn't, wasn't, so it took some convincing when I found out that Louisville city was coming and you know, a friend of mine would talk about it I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. But it took, it took a little while to convince John like, mm-hmm. Oh, we should go. And so probably three or four games in, um, was the first match that we got. We, we actually sat on the sideline, the first baseline okay. and you know, saw the Coopers and the right, machine, everybody and like, now that's where we need to be. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, basically the rest is history. We, mm-hmm. we were at every game, Right. As much as we could from then on.
0: And the day comes where you're like, I'm sitting here cheering. I don't want to
6: sit here and cheer anymore. I want to be up there leading. So yeah. what's the story that leads you up there? Basically that. Um, you know, John had become a capo and. Um, Very capable one, by the way. He does a great job. Yes, he does. And. Um, it was just over over this past off season, you know. We had Melissa. Of right. course, nobody can replace Melissa. She's the Melissa best. Reynolds. Yes. But um, I was like, you know, maybe it'd be fun to have a female, yeah, you know, voice in there, not saying that I'm the best. No. But um, I always am sitting there in the crowd cheering and singing right. and going crazy. I was like, well, I'll give this a shot. <laughs> so um, I remember talking to uh, Alex and Glenn. Over the off season, and, and I was like, "Yeah, I was thinking about maybe doing some capoing this season." And they're like, "Well, you can't say that." And then and not then do it. go back <laughs> on it. So you've already said it. That's so <laughs> true. So you're you're hired. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're doing this, and you know, I haven't regretted it at all. It's been a blast. How
1: uh, how cool was it? And I, I don't know if you if you really got you got into the moment, but. The, the first time you got up there with John on the stand, how cool was that for you?
6: Uh, It was really cool. It was really cool. That was actually, um, we just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary, wow, awesome. and that it was the game either right before or right after that. We decided that would be the game that we went up there. Gotcha. And, right, right. and, um, you know, because, you know, at home we always have the little City songs stuck in our head and <laughs> right. everything. So to be able to, like, voice that out to everybody else, it, it was pretty neat and it, it was
1: cool for me. Like, cause I mean, we're, we're like mere feet from you all. So it was right. like, it was, it was cool seeing you all both. Up was, there. It yeah. was
6: Very cool to see. And
0: I mean, that's in you were the first time I saw you up there was like Katie's up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, this is, this is, I love seeing that. And I, yeah. I love seeing people step up, we, we had Wyatt here last week and it was the same thing. It's, I mean, I don't know how introverted or extroverted you are, you know, in a general sense, but regardless of how extroverted a person is, the second they get up there, it's a whole, it
6: really is. And that, and that's the thing is like people wouldn't notice in Louisville city, but I think it's because I know everybody and you know, I'm comfortable with you guys and I've known you all for, for a long time, but I'm actually very shy and I okay. don't, I don't yeah, me too. talk to people a lot. And, uh, but <laughs> hey, there's no laughing, I'm sorry. but, but in general, no, um, just it's just something like I'm so passionate and I'm so excited to be there I'm so excited to be cheering on the team and I love this team and our fans so much that that you know that just kind of goes away and there you are just screaming and you realize you know you won't be able to speak for a couple days but (laughs) but it's all worth it it's so much fun
0: Sunday morning what's Sunday morning like after a game (laughs) tell people that Uh, are not capos what it's
6: like uh, Sunday morning you're sore. It's it's so much more physically demanding. That was the thing that surprised me the most, because um, we stand up on on the stand like we're not standing on on the right. the shaky wood. So you know your legs are shaking like crazy. And I remember the first time uh, after my first game, I couldn't walk the next day because right. my legs were so sore. And then of course you can't talk. So you know John and I are trying to like signal to each other, like, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> 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 some Ibuprofen in some water, please. But, awesome. uh, but yeah, it's, it's much more physically
0: demanding. Than right. physically. That's the thing that people don't think, I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm, I, I'm sure that the vast majority of people truly appreciate what the capos do, but it's not just standing there and cheering because physically it's engaging. I mean, you are engaged physically as well. Certainly right. playing the drums. There's, there's a physical aspect to this too. And it hasn't it's not ninety five degrees yet. Have no, you done okay. that
6: yet? Uh no. Well, yeah, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it's, it's 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 a challenge. I was actually thinking I'm about trying that to be the fine. I'm just saying
6: that. Yeah. It's um I mean, even after games, just this past game, we walked out to the parking lot after the game and Brad was Brad was standing there. He's like, Do you want a beer? And I was like, No, I just want some water. <laughs>
3: Let's get to the
0: point. Anytime we mention bread we mention Essence, we have to do a toast, I think. I'm sorry, do you have anything? If you'd like I something get you, can you something.
1: I have another yeah. bourbon over here if you'd like one. I sure. I think we could talk her into a bourbon. It is I can't.
0: I think it's in. you know what this is turning into a thing where we mentioned bread as I think we should toast. So here's the bread as this ladies and gentlemen once again. Salute, Brad. there you go. Bread as right. Thank you, Brad. There we go. Okay. Anyway, so I need to interrupt. <laughs> smooth. smooth. <laughs> Tastes great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you were saying, uh, we were talking about the first time you got up there. It's hot and now, you, um, so it, going forward as one of our leaders now, what would you like to see happen as far as cheers? Do you want to see more? Do you want to do you have, do, what's your visit? Just go ahead. Just go. Um,
6: just, I'm, I'm really excited to see how everything works out in the new stadium. And like you all had touched on it earlier about, I'd like the whole stadium to get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people on the, well, I guess it won't be the first baseline anymore in the new stadium, but we could make it the first baseline. Though. I mean, one, you know, one, one of the
1: one of the coolest things I, I think that I saw it, it, it actually it, it it watered me up is when we played uh, the, the the 2017 USL Cup when they had all those white towels mm-hmm. and everybody everybody in the whole stadium <clears> at the <throat> same time was doing the towels. Yeah, it, it was very reminiscent of like a lot of major league baseball games and stuff when right. they the rally and the towels playoffs. and stuff. Yeah, it was so cool to see that. And I I actually. Would,
6: I have a really cool video because we I was up on the second deck getting ready to deploy the Tifo mm-hmm. so I took a video of the whole stadium was so that, cool everybody just you know whipping those tiles around yeah no I agree it was really cool it was beautiful yeah
0: and um, I think in the newer state when we start talking about the new stadium you know, we we keep we mentioned it all the time the acoustics' be mm-hmm. oh, so much different in in that place especially driving by it again today they got the roof mm-hmm. they put the press box in too yeah and it just the more they fill it in the smaller the place looks and and it's not small i mean it's far from yeah. small it's just i can't imagine how insane it's going to be in that
6: building well
1: yeah, we keep I, saying I, like we, we're literally going to be on top of the players Like it
6: will be i think it'll be much louder and yeah. it'll be and it i think that will you know drive the the fans mm-hmm. and, and the <clears> other parts <throat> of the stadium to want to sing along because they'll be able to hear right i mean you know you can hear from the other side but you may not be able to tell you know what we're singing or you know whatever but um I'm just I'm really excited about yeah, being on this soccer field and it's gonna
1: it's gonna be a really it's gonna be a really good moment for a lot of us I think yeah, it's, yeah.
6: it's gonna be huge now yeah. you're also
0: a, a fan of the national teams oh yeah okay women's World Cup right so uh, okay I' guess we'll start with the women um you happy right now you worried are you, worried? Are you okay are
6: you uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, optimistic. Kind of right. um I actually took a half day tomorrow so that so we can watch go the watch the game um, okay. the you know the game was on our birthday last week right, right, so right, 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 I, right. of course I was gonna take off my birthday
0: sister by the way we both had a birthday at the same day
6: 620 game, so. um yeah I I think oh gosh it's, just, it's it's gonna be an incredible game I tomorrow. think I think
0: that Spain exposed where we're at from a, from an from a just non-athletic standpoint. I think if you've got a team that's technically proficient, like Spain was a team that's come out of nowhere in the last eight right. years and, and, and a, uh, a team that also is an, an example of when you have, when you have a nation's f- a federation behind you and you've got La Liga behind you, this is what happens. This is how they get better. Um, they expose us a little bit. I'm not, I still think we're going to win. Yeah. I, I still think we're going to win. I think we're going to win tomorrow. And I think, and I'm a big fan of them. I appreciate everything that they do above and beyond, but let me ask you this. I, I, I say this, and I, I say I, they, they've caught up.
6: Mm-hmm. The
0: rest of the world is caught up.
6: Right. Yeah. No, I agree.
0: Are you concerned? I'm concerned because
6: I don't see our federation making any changes. Are, I, are you? Uh, oh. Yeah, a little bit, um, especially in, you know, the, with the quarterfinals that we're in now, right. all the European teams that are in there, you know, Europe has <clears throat> has finally, you know, put interest into women's soccer and grown
0: tremendously in the last
6: year. Yes. And you know, we have, you know, we get past France, we have England waiting for us. You know, they gave us a tough a tough challenge in the She Believes Cup. So right. um, you know, it's not it's not the same as, you know, it, it has been in the past where, you know, US is this dominant force and then you know these other teams might get lucky every once in a while and right. so um, which I think is good for the game in general sure. um, of course I want the US to win because of course, of course. We always we but um,
1: we have not won a game against France in the last three games
6: right it really, it been mm-hmm. so and it, it'll be an interesting <clears throat> challenge in Paris and now I'm forgetting her
0: name the right back or the right forward There's, I know they play a, that. The, 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 uh, what's her name golly man she's a machine And I think our weakness is that if we have a weakness and Spain exposed it defensively on the outside, we could be had there and, Mm -hmm. and, and and their strength is what they do on the wing. And it just, I don't, I'm concerned. And I'm the thing that really scares me if they score first, we haven't been down yet. Right. If they score first, how do we respond? I mean, that's my biggest concern about that. Yeah. but, um,
6: yeah, that, that back line, especially on the side where crystal Dunn is, right. I mean, she's an incredible player, she's a great player, um,
0: but she's, she's very a great, I'm, I do need to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry, I but she's a, her athleticism and her technical skills are both great, but her athleticism to me is, is, is above is right. a little more. No, I and I think that that technically we speak to mo, about most of the, most of the ladies players. That's the truth mm-hmm. that there, there's some great technical players. I'm not Trump. Gosh, I'm afraid to even say this, but their athleticism has carried them so far. And we saw a team like Spain, whose athleticism didn't even come close to what we could do, and they still stayed in the
6: game. Yeah. So, but anyway, I I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh no, I I was I agree. The, um, you know, Crystal Dunn's power is coming forward a lot, and so you know when it'll be interesting to see when she's like not really stuck, but stuck as a defensive player. Mm -hmm. See how she reacts with a very strong French, you know, front line. Front line
0: but um, NWSL as well. Last thing I want to ask you is, uh, I, I don't know if I, I, I try to, I don't really keep up with what's going on on the field. I really try to keep up with what's going on off the field because mm-hmm. I'm, I mean I'm trying to think of as a supporter that lives nowhere near any team. One, hopefully we get a team in Louisville. Right. And then two, what's what's going on from there structurally? I, I that you know we could see a league that grows beyond nine teams. Right. I, I don't know if you follow or what you think about it or any thoughts that you have about
6: NWSL. I, I follow it some, I just, just this season have really started mm-hmm. to get more into it. Um, I think it has great potential. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, just the same, same problem that soccer in America in general has, just getting people to, you know, accept it and, you know, realize that, you know, hey, they're putting out a great product, There's we them. should go, we should go <clears> see it, and, you know, I would love uh, NWSL yeah, team here in Louisville. Be, be I
0: think that would awesome. be great. That's what I was talking about. And then, uh, you know, uh, last week, uh, um, I'm sorry, I was not not Wyatt. Um, who do we have on last week? <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I'm getting Tim, old. Tim, Tim, thank you. You know, him talk Tim Alloy talking about uh, NWSL, but also I asked him about having the League Two team here, and the lower divisions like Team Two teams. You know, league, that's what we for the men's perspective. We really need to support that just as hard. And when a woman's team comes there, I guess it's division one. I don't think there is. I don't even know yeah. if there's, there's I think it's
5: just,
6: no, yeah. it's,
0: just, it's just, this is where this, the growth of the game is going to come from. Not so much, you know, three more MLS franchises are going to do whatever. I'm not saying that's bad and I'm not trying to, you know, because I'm not a fan of MLS, but it's. I'm not going to dog them. I mean, there's good things that they're, they're going to do. Um. I, I guess my last question to you is, what would you like to see from a lower division perspective here in this area?
6: Um. Just to you know, help grow the game all around, and, you know, bring players that are familiar, you know, if we have a lower division that comes up to, you know, our championship league, and, you know, just familiarity with the area, with the system, and, you know, I think, you know, us being, you know, lone wolves, not attached to any kind of MLS or anything, we're just kind of doing our own thing, which is great, and, you know, we've been very successful with it, but, to have homegrown talent and and that kind of thing, I think that would even just help as much as anything.
1: I mean, me me personally, I just we need U23s here. I, I, I I've I've loved like our, the the youth movement. I mean, you've got uh, you've got a there's a ton of kids in this city that would love the opportunity to get up to U23s. There's so many. Competitive and travel clubs in this city <clears throat> yeah. any and even we've got a lot compared to other major cities right. just just based on uh, There's just a lot of kids, right. I mean you, every time you go out you've got your Kentucky fire juniors you united 96 you, you got everything right. everything here yeah. and it, they would they would salivate at the opportunity to it, to have anything mm-hmm. in the form of a professional u23 team And it's you hear it everywhere you go okay. I mean if anybody you talk to you know uh, the, 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 different, uh, facilities here, Mockingbird, you know, and King, mm-hmm. King Louis all that stuff, um, the, those kids, they, they want those opportunities right. and we, we have to have something like that here. I mean, it's,
0: yeah. and the, the thing that gets me nuts and I, and I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be negative, but the Red Bulls, they, the, um, they put out a tweet, uh, the women's team put out a tweet that they had won and, and which is great. And then the Red Bulls put out a tweet with like three or four claps underneath it. And I'm like, what are you clapping for? Because where's your women's team? Where's the MLS women's division? I'm dead serious when I say that. I mean, if 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 they would do what England does and what La Liga's doing and Portugal's doing and Denmark's doing and the Netherlands, all these nations, they their their federation right. is getting behind this and as it should be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Finally they've stepped up and we're doing nothing. Yeah. We're, I, we're, I mean I don't know of the Federation doing anything to help us out. I mean, and I'm not talking above and beyond the pay. The pay thing is fine. I think I think they should get paid more. Um and and there's a lot of reasons. People talk about the market value. I, I get it. But at the same time, there's merit and what they do for the right. esteem of women in this country playing. Right. It's Absolutely. a big thing. It's a yes. huge thing. But it's above and beyond that. It's if, if the Federation doesn't do something soon we're going to get, we're just going to get bombed by. And, I, and and that's, I mean, I would like to see, uh, if MLS would just have a women's division, it's over. We're good. Everything's right. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think,
6: I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just, they need to somehow kind of morph the NWSL into exactly. into an MLS. And it can
0: still be NWSL sure. if they're really into their, I mean, Amanda Duffy, who is I'm sure she's a president. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to say, she, you know, I'm not saying the league should go away, but there's got to be a way to do this. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, Katie, it's really been a pleasure. Wow, I've
6: had a pleasure. Thank best. you so thank much. You I hope guys. you enjoyed it. Absolutely. And uh,
0: I'm sure we'll have you on again. Maybe we'll get you on with that other guy. What's his name, John? Uh, I
1: think so. Yeah, too. I think his name is speaking, John. Speaking of John, uh-huh. uh, John wrote in and said that the milk in the fridge is expired <laughs> and, <laughs> and he would like for you to pick some up on the way <laughs> oh, home. Oh, that
6: doesn't surprise me. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> but, well, all right.
0: Kate, oh, I'll, Kate, I'll Kate, get there. Well. I'll stop by. Kate, <laughs> thank you so much, <laughs> Thank ladies, you. Katie Harper, thank you so much for being on. Um, and that's, I just love hearing stories like that about people who, you know, I've I gotten to know uh, over the last few years. Not just, you know, getting to know
3: uh,
0: uh, here through Louisville, then stepping up and being a leader, Derek.
1: What that's do what you I, think about stepping up and being a leader? Yes, I like that concept. I like
0: that concept a lot. Speaking of leaders, hey Matt. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is Matt, Matt is not just a, a leader. He's, he's a, he's a full leader. Yes, you are. You're a force to be reckoned with. And when it comes to That's wrestling, right. you're also, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're also a great wrestling mind. As you both are. So we had to say bye bye Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. So last week we had a, a segment where we brought up three wrestlers and we uh our three players and we asked you to match them up with wrestlers. And uh, I thought it went very well. And we decided that Magnus Rasmussen being represented by uh by heart, uh, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He would win a triple, th- but we're going to remember that. We're going to keep that on the side because we're going to pick three more.
3: No, no. Eventually,
0: if we get enough, maybe we'll have like a battle royal or something. <laughs> who knows? I mean, who knows where this is going to go? But this segment, what we like to do is we like to pick three people from Louisville City history, and we like to match them up to wrestlers because these guys are outstanding. They're not just outstanding men and wonderful people. They're, they have a, a lot of uh, their wrestling acumen is pretty good. I don't even. I don't even, I think that's the first time I used "acumen" in a sentence. I heard you <laughs> say
1: Louisville City history. So does that mean <laughs> that we're gonna go like? That's see, that's because I don't want you guys
0: to prepare and think I'm just gonna pick players. Oh
1: man, okay. We're in trouble. So here we go. He's gonna. He's
0: gonna. Starting up. out with the, a fairly obvious one that we haven't picked yet, Niall McCabe.
1: That's we can't do. I mean, I'm gonna set rules on this one. I mean, you cannot pick Sheamus. <laughs>
2: I actually was gonna go with a different Irish wrestler, not because he's Irish, but are Niel you gonna take Kate, are you gonna take Finley? I am because no, not Finley, not Finley. No, um, because Niall, of course, his charity of choice is playing for pride. Okay. And he's not the biggest guy out there, but he's always entertaining to watch, and he always uses what he has to, I think, to the best. And of course, on the other side of things in the wrestling world. Balor Club is for everyone. Oh, wow. So I'm going to say Finn Balor. That's a good
1: pick. Thank you. That's a good – I would take Finn Balor for that. Like, okay. Oh, yeah.
0: So Finn Valor?
1: Balor? Finn Balor. Balor. Also
0: it. known as Fergal Devitt. Also known as Prince Prince Devitt, Prince Devitt yeah. He's okay. So The you know,
1: Demon. He's there's he somebody – The yeah.
0: So he has multiple personalities yeah. like Niall and he's playing. That's the perfect <laughs> thing. We could start calling – Because him. Niall every now and then gets a little, uh, you know, <laughs> Niall the Demon.
3: Yeah. The cave.
0: You know, he's got a little bit of a temper. What well, was Sometimes the, he needs to make a point. He needs to assert. And it. he does, and we yeah. and, and we adore this. Like I said, I've said this a thousand times. When we have, uh, when they start doing a wall of fame around that stadium, he's the first player that's got to be on. Absolutely, awesome. no question. Um, but something happened in the game, and I'm going to this, <laughs> where he faked the flop or something. That was does so anybody funny. know
1: anything about this? I didn't
0: I see it. I don't. I don't know what happened.
1: One of the guys on the other team flopped. Right. And Nile gave his his. Best, it was like he, he needs an Academy Award
3: <laughs>
1: because he did it and did not get in trouble for it. I okay. think I think the refs seen him do it, but he <laughs> dove on the ground and mocked the guy that, <laughs> okay. that dove, and okay. no one is able to find it. It's like a it, it's a myth at this point because yeah. nobody can find the clip. Okay,
0: so all right, so now who do we who do, write that name down? Because I'm not even sure who that is. I'm sorry.
2: Okay, we'll get you a video of this. You yeah, that's like...
0: what I'm saying. I, I, that's why I'm asking because I don't know. You guys are the smart guys. I, I know I, I, if anybody asks me a player, I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know that's one I mean? of
1: the best inferences too. He mm. really
0: does. Okay, so we have a player for now. Now going back into the history, going back into the vaults.
3: Mm.
0: Okay, we had a guy who was the uh, who set a record, Matt Fondy. <laughs> okay, Matt Fondy was here for uh, <laughs> and setting a record for scoring. So if you were if what wrestler would you pick for Matt Fondy?
2: Mm. Oh, that's difficult.
1: <laughs> um, who was I, mean, f- I think
0: we should set a rule, too. We can't, once you associate a wrestler with a player, you can't use that wrestler again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's fair, isn't it, you think? I uh, would so, Uh
2: this is why I kind of want to know these in advance so I can go back and see what. No, but the whole idea is to stump you. I don't remember what his play style looked like. I don't remember much about him.
0: He scored a lot of goals. He's from yeah, California. I know. Had long hair. Had long hair from California. That, that he would tie up really good. Right, okay. Little, he was kind of quiet, but he was, you know, he had a great season. You know, he, was, he, he
1: uh-huh. stood out. Do you remember when Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder were both? They both had long hair, and they were in that the, the tag team together, like in the, the very Major beginning. Brothers? Yeah, yeah. So oh. I I would take Fondy, but only if it was like I I I mean I, I'm sorry I would take uh I would take Zack Ryder, but only if it's like early to mid 2000s Zack what, Ryder, not the Broski. It, right. Like non broski um, look, man, I don't know who else you could compare Fonzie to though. A uh, young Barry Wyndham. Yeah, oh, if you want to if you want to go real old, yeah, no. yeah. That's that's
0: that, this is why yeah, it's uh, so cool because I remember Barry Barry Wyndham was a badass, right? He, really he was yeah.
1: awesome. He really was,
0: and when he was younger, and he was a kind of quiet guy that quiet, did excellent. I mean, and he just mowed people over, right? Yeah. He wasn't, you know, I, he did the Ford thing, but it was I like that. one. Personally, I, I, as an old guy. I like that one. So Barry Windham. From, it. I like that. That's yeah. a very good one. Good job. I'm probably
2: going to go old school on more of my picks.
0: Okay. And we, I say him shortly after. Okay. <laughs> ben Ballard. And I guess I can surprise you with my third one, but you guys kind of, you guys kind of caught me, but I'm going to, I'm going to oh, say no, it anyway.
1: No.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Brad Estes.
1: Oh, wait, Brad Estes bread. Oh, I ran out of bourbon. Out of, that's okay. I'll set it down somewhere. That's
0: okay.
1: I'm we'll a
0: minute.
1: This is, well, drink I, you got. I keep yeah. finding glasses with bourbon in them somehow.
0: Okay. What, what wrestler would you associate with Brad Estes,
1: team president? So it, it's. I already said that it can't be Shane McMahon because yeah. it's a whole different kind of. Yeah, not even kind of position. Mm-hmm. Um, could we give? Oh man, what was the guy that uh, Teddy Teddy Long?
2: See, Teddy
1: Long. Teddy Long. What we could give Brad Estes Teddy Long because he he comes I mean the guy comes out in a purple blazer he does and I mean and that you know Teddy Long doesn't actually do this but Teddy Long would wear blazers not just have purple ones uh, but but Teddy Long would come out and he would make the most off the wall like ridiculous matches okay and I I, I don't know I, how could we compare Brad Estes to making like the kind of decisions that Teddy Long made
2: okay. I don't think anyone makes the kind of decisions that Teddy Long
1: made. The funny thing that's going to happen here <laughs> is we're going to be putting Teddy Long up against Finn Balor and Barry Windham. I don't
2: know that we will. So <laughs> I don't know that we will. Because um, there was a wrestler, you know, kind of a big guy, uh, distinguished himself in sports early on. Uh, later on, at younger, a younger age than most, transitioned himself into business, you know, took care of his people, took care of the fans, took care of everybody, generally made for a great product. And I don't think any of you all know who I'm going to say, do you?
1: No. Not right now. Ron Fuller.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Sounds out of nowhere. Yep. That's amazing.
1: Tennessee stud Ron Fuller. Golly. Um,
2: personally. This guy is before my time. which just I listened to his podcast, and the way he described the things he did, the kind of promotions he did, just the course he took it I don't
3: know
1: this
2: reminded me of him
3: okay I think and Ron
1: Fuller's 6'9 and Brad's
2: a big tall guy
1: so I think that uh, I could pull a a pretty good spin on this and we just give Brad Estes Big John stud (laughs) (laughs) you know what
0: I like that we're gonna be getting a phone call I, I, I actually really like that because Big Giant stuff. He just came in yep. and unless, if you weren't unless you weren't Andre the Giant, he commanded everything around him. Yeah, kind much. of did, yeah. So and
1: know. he also won the first ever what was it? It was first ever Battle Royal. Right? Okay. No, uh, no, first Battle, first Royal
2: Rumble was Axel Jim Duggan.
1: He won a first Although ever the, something.
2: the like test match for the for the Battle the Royal Rumble, I think he did win that
1: one. Okay.
0: So we have our three wrestlers, okay? So we decided for Big John Studd. I'll tell you, <laughs> we picked two good ones in it for a three-way match. So you got John Studd representing Brad Estes, mm-hmm. and we picked Barry Windham to represent Matt Fondi This is a really—that's <laughs> what I'm saying. This those is a those really good alone. triple threat. Yeah. you know. <laughs> and 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 we picked for Niall. Who did we pick again? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: Niall has uh, Finn Balor.
0: Finn Balor. 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 So ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Three. It's a it's a triple threat match. Who's the winner?
1: This is this is difficult because Finn has been all over the place. Uh, he's wrestled in Japan. He's he's wrestled pretty much everywhere, and he has been successful everywhere he has gone. Um, big John Studd would just he would just brutalize people, and so would Barry Windham. Oh man, I think that it would be a very competitive match. I think that with it being a triple threat match with two big men, Finn might get. A little knocked out yeah they'll that, get a lot
2: of heat on him throughout most of the match i think yeah. like taking or maybe even taking turns beating him up trying to cover him and one pulls the other off
1: yeah two 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 massive guys like that up against a high flyer is kind of a they'll, they'll just cancel Finn out right okay so this would technically be barry windham okay. versus yeah, big john, john stud which is an with, awesome match with right. finn throwing in some really oh, yeah. amazing you know some some moves yeah um I think in the end, I, man, I don't know who I take, but Barry Wyndham made it
2: ending with. I think I see it ending with John Stud with the cover on Wyndham and Finn Balor comes off the top with the Kudegro on Stud, and, and pins one or both of them.
1: That could be the ultimate swerve. Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like something Vince would have. Yeah, I, I, yeah.
2: I, well, If huh? Yeah, <laughs> <so>, if he's <laughs> painted up as the demon, that's how it ends. If it's if yeah. it's not.
1: Finn, Finn Balor is undefeated as the Demon. Yeah. Oh, you need to know this. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know, know he
2: that. He is. I think uh, is. Uh, Samoa Joe, didn't Samoa Joe no. can, he
1: is he undefeated is. as the Demon. Okay. Okay. Trust okay. me on that one. I got. I'm the statistics so wrestling are, are, guy. So, alright. We, <laughs> so we're ready to say
0: that Balor would beat Wyndham and Big John Studd.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't think you would beat either one of them individually,
0: but, but I in I see. In the, no, the, the way you the way you're scripting triple. that is
1: yeah. is pretty awesome. There would be a swerve in that match. Okay. That you would not expect.
2: And I only say John stud pinning Wyndham I don't think when hits super, super flex, uh big John stud.
1: Nope. No problem. Nope.
0: So there folks, there you go. Niall McCabe as the demon <laughs> wins a triple threat match. We put him in, we move him forward. I think that's pretty good. That was really good guys. Yep. I ain't kidding. I think we're going to have to steal your, your phone connection again. Uh, Hopefully you're having <laughs> a good time folks. Once again, we want to thank uh, Evan Floyd and Katie Harper and Bugsy O'Malley folks. Bugsy O'Malley. Um, Bugsy's actually, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, Billy Wilson, back in Kearney, New Jersey, decided to, uh, help us out with that. And he was freaking hilarious, which is not new. I love Bill. I've known him for a very long time, but I know a lot of you are waiting for this. Uh, it has been uh, a while since he hasn't played here, but we still love this guy to death. Uh, Sean Reynolds is, um, currently with St. Louis. And uh, they're in the middle of a pretty pretty amazing run in the U.S. Open. And uh, we're trying to call him right now. I did message him. He said he's ready for the call. So it's ringing.
1: Sean Reynolds.
0: Uh, Mr. Sean, are you there?
1: Oh, hang
0: on. Sean, are you there, sir?
7: I'm here. I'm here. Awesome. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, Sean, it's Joe Valla and Matt and Derek here with the uh, beer, I'm oh, sorry, Beats, Balls, and Bourbon podcast. Young man, it's good to hear from you.
7: It really is. It's, it's always good to talk to you guys. So uh
0: so I got to ask you first um I'm going to start right off uh, with last which is probably one of a huge highlight for your team uh beating Cincinnati in the US Open <laughs> which we were all very happy that you did by the way. It makes me happy <laughs> just hearing
1: you say it. Like mm-hmm. t-
7: take us through the match if you wouldn't
0: mind and tell us uh tell us what that experience was like, sir.
7: Um it was it was awesome to watch the boys do that. Uh you know, especially just because like I've already beaten them, so it's not like that big of a deal. To yeah, me. <laughs> there's, there's, there happens to be a gif out there with you waving.
0: Yeah, we we, we remember that. Person. Yeah, why were you why, that were you why were you
1: waving at their fans, Sean? What was up with that? <laughs>
7: no, <laughs> I mean <laughs> like if I I told myself if I scored, uh, you know, I was gonna do something just because the amount of like abuse that Cincy fans give me. Right. And, right. and like. The whole thing between like Koch and James and right. Dan and all that, because I was like there, I was the, uh, holding Dan back at one point yeah. after one of those games, Jesus. and I was like, I was like, well, I can't give them the double bird, right? right. <laughs> I was like, but I can tell them how many goals I scored. So, but right. yeah, like, uh, I thought, you know, we com- we completed what competed well against them. The entire game, I think right. the first 10, 15 minutes, we came out a little slow, mm-hmm. but then after that, you know, we had a, we had a good amount of chances and, you know, they, they didn't create a whole lot, but, you know, uh, to Sam for, um, you know, he, he almost made a mistake. And then two minutes later, he scores a game. Scores game goal. goal. And he's so, been
0: with them, Sean, he's been with them from
7: the outset or, or pretty, he's been there for a while. Has
0: he not? Sam Fink.
7: So. Yeah. So he was there the first two years, right. and then he went to OKC mm-hmm. the third year, and then he came back last year.
0: So that so. must have been a pretty, uh, pretty special experience for the supporters having somebody
7: who's been there, you know,
0: since day one. I mean, not not every game, but been there day one. I, we've become pretty tight with a lot of the uh, St. Louis supporters, the Luligans, and so forth. Uh, what's your experience with them been
7: like so far? Um, it's been great. Uh, like. It's hard, like I could not. I, it's hard, you know. People are like, "Oh, who's better? We'll get, like us or us or them?" I'm like, "You guys can't make me answer that question." Right, right, right. we went. There's no, <laughs> no. way to I'm
2: pretty sure we're the same people yeah. in two different cities. Exactly.
7: <laughs> it's honestly, honestly though, like it, it really is, uh, very similar in qualities, like in terms of how good people are and the things that you guys care about the most, mm-hmm. alcohol and
3: yeah,
7: <laughs> and the game. <laughs> and the game. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there's also
3: a soccer. Game,
0: which is there's also a soccer game, but uh, yeah. you but know, and, and it's seen, most, go ahead. I'm sorry.
7: But for the most part, the alcohol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of former players, uh, besides yourself, as where, well, uh, with Cadine uh, and and Guy. Uh, uh yeah. tell us about their season so far and what they're contributing. Um.
7: Well, I mean, you guys saw a guy play. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a World huge World fan Warriors. of his. He, he's something. Yeah. He, he I, has
1: the smile of champions.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's got. He does have a. But he claims that he doesn't know how to smile. Oh, which is oh yeah. So. But um. <laughs> no, like. Like guy's quality. I've always rated guy very highly. He's so someone I. that. He's someone that I've like. After the first year, I was like he has to play all the time, you know, like, that's how I felt about Guy, like, no matter what, I was like, no matter what, he has to play all the time, Mm -hmm. so that's how, that's how I see him, uh, Kadeem, you know, like, uh, like, it's funny, like, us three, we all sit next to each other in the locker room,
3: okay,
7: it's Kadeem, and then me, and then Guy, and we always talk about, like, good old times, and, or, like, (laughs) stuff that happened at Louisville, and, you know, like, how, how fun it was, and, Mm -hmm you know, like, it was like, we really had a bond and a brotherhood. And mm-hmm. uh, it's weird, you know, we're a little bit older now, things have changed. Right. And, but um, Kadeem, you know, he's, he's still the same. He creates a lot for us. And he does things to get us out of tight spots sometimes when you wouldn't expect someone mm-hmm. to. And, you know, I, I think, uh, like, if he just, he scores one or two more goals and a few more assists a season. I mean, he's highly talked about in the U.S. so Awesome. Hey, Sean, it's Derek. Um, I, we had some people uh,
1: send us some messages and whatnot on Twitter. Uh, tweet some stuff out. Uh, there's there's a few questions. I'm not going to run you through a top ten list because we feel like you can uh, you, you can just talk all day about soccer <laughs> anyway. So um, one one person wrote in, and, and I think you, you touched on this a little bit, but uh, this is uh, the, the Lu City Kiwi. Um, he says since leaving us uh, apparently you have returned several times to watch games which I've been I've been, yep. I've, I've been their first person so I saw it um, I- including the uh, the 2018 USL final and he says uh, do you feel a significant attachment still to the club and or city or is it uh, is it mainly down to a few friends still being on the
7: squad It's all of it's all of it mm-hmm. all of the above um, like. I don't know. It's hard it's kinda of hard to put it into words because um, I don't want to give too much away about how I feel. I would just say sure, it was sure. it's a bitter it's a bittersweet feeling. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. that uh like when I come back. It's it's bittersweet, you know, for reasons like I will one day let people know why. But mm-hmm. and then of course like the fans, the, the city itself is, is great. Um, I always, I, always, I liked my time there. Right. It's nice because like to go home, I just drive straight down 65. Ah, you know, so, there you go. <laughs> uh, but then like, you know, I, I still have a lot of, like most of those guys on my team have become close friends of mine. Like, uh, I talk to a lot of them weekly, some, some of them daily uh especially last year, you know,' cause it was like a there was a there was a strange feeling uh when I would come back, but um yeah i I have a bittersweet feeling towards Louisville and Louisville City, and uh I have a great relationship with the guys who were on the team last year and the guys who have who left. Uh, especially.
0: Okay.
7: I love to hear
1: stuff like that. It's, it's always good. The, the brotherhood that you get in the sport is, is amazing. I, I still miss people from when I was in my early twenties, man. It's, it, it's wild. And, and, you know, you, you play around the country and uh, you've, you've got, you've got me wanting to call some of the guys that I played with that I haven't spoken to in like 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hey, I, so I've got a to totally, this, this is kind of an off the wall question I wanted to to ask you. And, um, it, it, we might learn a little bit about you as far as your soccer interests uh, especially internationally um, so the Derby City Reds wrote in and you can answer this however you want um, they say how frustrated are you with Man United and their lack of ambition in the transfer window this summer it's, fuck me <laughs> <laughs>
7: Fuck me. I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like it's not that it's a lack of ambition. It's more like a lack of understanding of what we need. Okay. We we re-signed Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, and Ashley Young, and they're all fucking shit. No. <laughs> and like that's my biggest thing is like why? Why are we keeping average-ass players? Like yeah, they work hard. It's like Ashley Young works his balls off, but also, he's also good for a penalty right. every five games. Mm-hmm. Phil Jones is good for a mistake every couple games. And then you know Chris Molly is like, I don't know if he's going to pass the ball to his teammates or the other team. So <laughs> like, it's not a lack of ambition. It's just a lack of understanding of what we need, which is a few center backs, better players, and – uh, someone who's gonna like actually run i field I'm, I'm totally gonna follow their
1: Twitter now I, I don't, <laughs> I, don't follow, I don't follow a lot of EPL but I'd be interested to to see what they have to say about that because that's that's awesome um, I, and so I've, I've got one more question for you I'm not gonna go down through a big long gauntlet but um, I so, so this is mainly for me and, and, and a couple of other people posed a, a couple of questions and you'll be kind of surprised at who this question is directed at. Um, so, so Colo, um, d- does Colo, <laughs> does Colo belong to any social media accounts? <laughs> and does Colo have a PO box where people can send
7: Colo things? Send
0: Colo snacks.
7: Colo, Colo has an Instagram. Oh, okay. Nice. It's, yeah. He, uh, he has an Instagram and he, he gets he has a decent amount of followers okay nothing big but like he's he's starting to gain more and more popularity but <laughs> nice. uh he's usually usually catching in good lighting or him doing something crazy so yeah he uh yeah i, I had people asking me like
1: you know hey can you find out if he has like some place where we can send snacks and <laughs> and collars awesome. and and all kinds of stuff so you know I, we, we don't yeah. want to send you I, any
7: housewarming stuff we want to send your dog stuff <laughs> no trust, trust me trust me it i get it all the time they're like oh my god i love your dog <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, yeah,
1: it, was right, kathy, right, right. it was kathy kathy ryan was was talking to me about about like can we send his dog stuff
7: <laughs> yeah i i it's funny you know like you talk about my you talk about like you asked me about how close I am with louisville and how I feel, mm-hmm. and I still have like families that I talk to right you mm-hmm. know here and there, and one of the families they actually take colo for me oh. when i go when I go like say. On a longer trip, okay. like if I if I'm gone for like a week or so, I actually drive over to Louisville and drop him off. Oh, oh nice. Or That's they'll awesome. or they'll meet me halfway. That's because amazing. They love they love Colo. The kids love Colo. Colo um, loves them. Uh, so like I and I know like he's always gonna be well taken care of. Right. That's so cool, man. U- USL soccer, ladies and gentlemen. I hear you. Matt, you got anything you wanna share? I don't like I, but like you say that, but it's like. You know, I I, I don't consider myself some big superstar where I have to act, where I have to act any different from a normal person. Like, yeah, I play in the USL, but let's be real, I'm not, I'm not like Neymar or anybody like that. So I feel like I can have just a regular, uh, just a regular friendship Mm -hmm. with people without having to act like I'm too good for them.
1: Right. it's It's really cool right. to to it's really cool to hear somebody say something like that, especially like you. I mean that's that's it's 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 important to me and I'm sure it is to a lot of other people that you know people still have those thoughts and 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 I, I don't know man it, it, it that makes me feel good that that there's still players out there that think like that because
7: I was always i, I was around think, a lot I of players that did not care about other people believe me i think I think there's a lot more out there than what peop like what people would think, but then <laughs> It's overshadowed by the amount of guys who, right, who uh, don't feel that same way.
0: Loud personalities
7: what? have a way. Hold to... on, Go hold on, on. What? What did you do? Uh-oh. What are what? you doing? I
1: think Carlos up to something. Oh,
7: I... Yeah. <laughs> being... Is that the blackberry that I dropped? Carlos <laughs> oh, eating fruit from out out from underneath the couch right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. So you're gonna have to excuse me for like one second. Alright, take your
1: time. Oh, dude. Mean, talking you know, talking talking about the dog do you, grabbing you food gonna, from under the couch. Like that's a perfect segue. Right.
7: But it's like, you know, like I do not put that on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear to God, he's like he's like a small child.
0: How old? Right. How, old how old how old how old now?
7: Colo is only three. Oh
1: gosh! Oh man!
7: He, dude, <laughs> why did you smush it?
1: <laughs> I can see
7: you the dog whole... with his
0: head sideways. Right? I feel like, like one of us should be doing Colo's voice right <laughs> <Yeah>. now,
7: actually. <laughs> but Dad, it was delicious. delicious. You like, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, like I've never, I've never met a dog who like who eats zucchini, oh. squash, uh, <laughs> mangoes. Um, bell peppers, uh, like any stuff like that, like so, he, he just eats it.
1: So what you're saying Rock. is that your dog should be allowed in an Olive Garden.
7: Um, I'm, I'm, the dog would love Olive Garden. You know, yeah, it's true. I'm saying if I ever went vegetarian, he would have no problem.
2: <laughs> so who steals more of your snacks, him or your teammates? Uh,
7: definitely, definitely Colo. Okay. Because of the amount of snacks that are, are in this house ah, yep. I remember and it's, it. not even, it's not even like it's not even like he's like begging you know it's just like mm-hmm. look at like oh this is a really big piece of steak that, that I should not eat I'm just going <laughs> to cut it off right. and then I look over to my left and just below or just above the coffee table but just out of the way of the TV are two eyes looking back at me <laughs> It's either it's it's that or I can see his head from like through the coffee table at a at the right angle, and he's looking he's giving me the side eye like, are you gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> right right right. So sorry it's that's okay now.
0: that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you
2: used to do uh, a segment like a little video thing called Reynolds Wrap. I don't know do you do that anymore ever? Do-
7: Uh, we talked about doing it again, but I just, um, like with this year has kind of been, uh, frustrating because I've, I've actually been, I've had a few injuries. Um, I had one earlier in the season, uh, through preseason. And then again, uh, not long after. And then now, like I actually am just now coming back, uh, from an injury, but, People didn't know because I was getting named on the bench. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, uh,
2: <laughs> I know that. That scam. Because yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me ju- just jump in for a second. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, tell us about the form of the team uh, within USL and what you're envisioning the next three or four games.
7: Um, so like I like, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's like it's great that we're doing so good in the Open Cup, but you know. Right. You don't keep your job by doing well in the cup. I'll just say that. Gotcha. That's all so Thank you. I think that's something that we need to think about, mm-hmm. all of us. Uh right. I understand. Oh no, no. Yep.
0: Uh, Matt, did you
3: have
2: anything
0: yep. else?
2: Well, just on a little less serious note, I think one of those segments we talked about uh, had you going to uh, what was it, Lucky's Market to pick up various snacks.
7: Yeah. So I, I love Lucky's. Okay. Um, We actually, I, we used to live, the player apartments were within a mile of Lucky's in Louisville. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And like, it was like, uh, you know, if I got hungry, I'll just go there and pick something mm-hmm. and it became dangerous yeah. oh. because you go in there and you don't expect to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. And then you spend that much money mm-hmm. and you're like, well, actually, you know what? I, it's, I really could use that, or really want this as well, because mm-hmm. it looks so good. My biggest issue is I always go shop grocery shopping when I'm hungry. Oh no! no worst thing to do. I, yeah, I know I shouldn't, but mm-hmm. it's just it's bad habit. Yeah. But um, well anyway, so last year, yeah, like I went and I had my usual snacks, like stuff I would bring. Well, I uh, I actually tried some new stuff, and I've I've found some new snacks. Oh really? And yeah, like, I'm conv- like I'm convinced that, or, like, some, you know, some s- snacks that are created, like, people, like, they were on drugs when they decided, like, <laughs> and they accidentally spilt some of the drugs
3: <laughs>
7: in the process of what they created, because that's how good it tastes.
2: That would explain these dark, co- like, dark chocolate goji berries, which you turned me on to, and that's excellent. <laughs> Yeah, as we're snacking so, and talking, I, basically I went through and got pretty much everything you listed off in that segment.
1: Yeah.
0: They're, mean, yeah, they're all laid out on the table. Just, they're all laid
1: out on the table right here. <laughs> so we're just kind of sampling them as we go along today.
7: Just sampling.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, hey, hey, Sean, uh, I, I run. You know who I run into over at Lucky's? I, I, I live right down the street from Lucky's, but you know who I, run, I still run into all the time over there. Who's uh, that? George.
7: Yeah. All, like <laughs> that's all that's the time, like,
1: and and I'm not supposed to say anything, but I normally catch him in there buying booze.
2: So you announced it have the have video
1: podcast.
7: They, they have good. They have a good beer selection. Yeah. They like it's like, uh, and they have they have, well they have good beer and uh, bourbon selection to be honest. So I I don't blame him. I'd probably buy my stuff from there as well. And they always have good deals. So why not? In his defense, it was before Hackworth showed up. So there you go. Yeah. Fair enough.
3: Okay.
1: So
0: yeah.
1: Well, shit, that's time. even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I haven't said
7: anything until Max, now. Matt's yeah. going out and
0: grabbing a couple of snacks yeah. here that uh, he has on the table. So so the some of thing, stuff, like the stuff like Lara
7: bars. If you thing. guys, yeah, if you guys try Annie's uh, bunny grams.
0: Oh, I've had Green those. Grams. I've had those
7: bunny graham's. Yeah. My son loves they're,
3: those. Yeah. What, yeah, are they, what, I, what are I, they? What are I love,
7: I love them, and I'm 29 years old. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> uh, they're like, you can get. They're like, they're like animal crackers. Okay they're like graham crackers and you have like your cinnamon honey uh, but they have they ha- they also have like chocolate and nice but mm-hmm. the best one is chocolate chip okay and I, su- I swear to god like i sit down i start eating them and then the bag is gone yep. like, <laughs> i just killed three dollars three dollars and fifty cents worth of animal crackers right. in that's that's in tree one mm-hmm. God. Look. yeah like tree fitty yeah. I mean, they're, they're organic. They're supposed to be good for you and they may or may not have crack in them. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, they are yeah. organic. Like, yeah. organic right? <laughs> yeah, but they're organic, you know, so yeah. it's like, Jeez, I mean, true. Hey, you got to take some good with some bad. Right. <laughs>
2: right. Right. Well, of all the stuff you showed us, I pretty much understood except for what in the world are these the honey stingers? What are these things?
7: So I don't, it's, if you eat that right now, you're going to be up all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to break off a little tiny piece then. Yeah. So it's like, it's basically just like pure energy. Like, oh you know, like honey is like, it's pure. honey is, you know, it's like a, it's like a natural sugar. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, so it's, it's like a natural Sugar, carb, whatever you want to decide mm-hmm. it is for you, basically. <laughs> um, so like I would eat those like an hour before the match. Oh, that and or like I would eat half of it before and mm-hmm. then the other half at halftime. Wow. And just like for fuel.
3: Okay.
7: And but like yeah, like if like if you have like a long day at work or something and you're just feeling, you know, like you could eat that. And it's not gonna make you full, but it's gonna at least give you some energy. Right. right. What would happen if I ate that for breakfast? Do you think that would See, help me? Like, out? I, I, feel like, I feel like that's one of those where it's like you could crash because it's you took it too early, oh, you know?
1: Okay. So right before like, you start shifting those copiers around, be yeah. Because kind of I've, I've been, I've been drinking yeah. a lot of coffee, and I figure, you know, hey, if
7: I can have something mm-hmm. else, you know, the... So, so here's like people ask me all the time. It they're like, does. do you drink coffee? And I tell them no. Okay. And they said, why not? I said, because caffeine. I was like like cat I mean the US government pretty much created caffeine to stop people from doing coke.
3: Okay. Like,
7: so it's it's America it's America's drug. Okay. I don't know, so all right, so I'm gonna tell you guys this story real quick. Go on, man. It's, it's so Chris Rock did this segment. <laughs> uh but I think it was sometime in it was somewhere between two thousand one and two thousand three. And I'll never forget it. It was the first HBO special that my mom and my stepdad made let me watch. Okay. And I, I mean, it's Chris Rock, so you know, like he's gonna talk some shit. Um, and he starts talking about he starts talking about drugs in America, and he said, like he's saying, um, you know, uh, if if drugs were legal in America, it wouldn't be Starbucks, it'd be weed bucks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> And I
2: think uh, that's what Colorado
7: is now. It wouldn't be, It wouldn't be McDonald's, it'd be McCoco's. <laughs> and then the last one was it wouldn't be Krispy Kreme, it'd be cracky cream. Uh,
0: <laughs> man, I can't eat those I think, things. I think Krispy Kreme I cream can't can eat those. personally. I'm not really a huge so, sugar guy, but I can't eat those things. I, I flip out. There's so much sugar in mm-hmm. those
7: things. I can't I can't I can't eat I can't eat I I can't process sugar that well. Okay. I, I like, that's not, I've never like Starburst, Skittles, all that stuff. Like Man. kids eat. I I was never one of those kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: I just didn't care for it. I would eat like a Snickers bar or maybe like a Reese's pieces, but then I'd only eat like one of the Reese's pieces. Cause the only one would make me feel sick. <laughs> you know? Jeez Louise. All right. So it now, tough life.
0: Uh, well, I, I, I guess what I, the, the one thing I wanted to ask that was sport related and then I'm done is, you know they're they're sitting there talking about an MLS franchise in St. Louis. Um do you do you get a feel from the supporters there about whether they want it, they don't want it? Is it a big deal there? I mean, you know, you're in the community. I, I you know, what do you think about that?
7: Personally, like it's kind of a it's like a it's good and a, it's good and bad. It's per, it's received good and bad. It's okay. good because for St. Louis city like they're they're a huge sports yes, town they are i have i have family that live here they supported the rams they supported the cardinals i mean they just won the cardinals fans are fanatics yeah they're, they, are. they just won they just won not too long ago and then of course like i was here for the blues too. yeah that was massive that's the only reason i want to ask uh like, it was awesome being a part of that. Mm-hmm. It was awesome being out watching the games, like, right. with the guys, like, mm-hmm. you know, cheering whenever they score. Like, it's it was mayhem. Like, I've never been a part of anything like that because from I'm not from, like, a big city. Right. So, like, it's great that all these people are – you see that whole MLS for the loo. Right. Now. With the hashtag. And, like, even And, like, even the fans, you know, they're excited about it. Now, I can't tell if they're like, oh, well – are we like, what's gonna happen with St. Louis FC? Like, mm-hmm. is it gonna fall or this or that? Like, I haven't really been paying attention to that. Right. My, I guess my biggest issue is, if people in St. Louis want an MLS team so bad, why do, why don't they come to? More That's, of our thank you. I, I,
0: this is and weird.
7: right? God, I'm sorry. Like, I can under and I, I can understand. There's a, there's a few variables everyone complains that the stadium's not downtown but then my rebuttal is well it's not that far of a drive mm-hmm. oh you drive out and then just to drive back downtown right. or you get to go back downtown and then some people say well we come from west county and then you know to go to the, the games that are already downtown right. i'm like okay that i can understand i said but kirkwood and you know, if you're going back to St. Charles, like all those places are places like you can enjoy. Right. Now, the other thing is you talk about Actually, I don't. I don't want to say anymore.
0: Sure, try to say. No, I, I'm not trying to put just, you on the spot, but I, I, I just, no, like, you know, I'm just trying I, to get I, an I, observation I, of, of what you hear, and what you feel around, you know, in the community. Yeah.
7: So I, I, mean, I, I would I never do right. that to you. I apologize. Yeah, no, I just, I'm, I need to stop myself because you guys know, like I'll, I will I, say know, I,
0: know, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know,
7: the exact truth. Right, I know that, <laughs> no? and I know that.
0: And the thing is, to me, but, is you know, being a soccer fan as old as I am, I mean, you know, turned 54 last week. We need lower division teams way more than we need with three more
7: MLS franchises to me. And I, I agree. I agree hundred percent with you mm-hmm. and I'll, I'm, I'll let you finish first because I want to hear what you have to say.
0: And, and it's nothing can really be built correctly without a foundation. And I, you know, we, we, they built this thing through the federation a certain way. Once again, I'm not asking you to comment. You play on a team. I'm just, I'm just ranting. It's, it's just, I get to a point where I see people arguing and yelling in Charlotte in Tampa Bay in Phoenix in Vegas about a new MLS team. And the first thing I say to myself is why aren't you going to what's there now? What's good? What, what is this infatuation with having to identify with a D- division one team? I identify as a, as a supporter in soccer with Louisville city. I could give a rat's ass what division it's in. It doesn't matter to me what division it's in. There were people that supported the Derby city rovers, right? I mean, Matt, you were one yeah. of those guys and I was
1: at division four. I mean, uh, Believe yeah, so. yeah. I've never heard of those
0: guys. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. So. <laughs> so. But,
7: so I'll know. tell you. I'll tell you what the. I'll tell you what the problem is. Okay. And the problem is, is people in America are addicted, and I mean, like I actually mean that word. They are addicted to, winning cultures. Yep. The best of the best, mm-hmm. and having to be a part of the big party. Yep. Mm-hmm they do they don't understand the significance of support your local team because they've never actually had to do that they've never actually had to do it where mm-hmm. so like you look at you look at England you look at yeah. you know you look at pretty much every country except for America right right yeah. and it's like they're not supporting a team because it's they're the best team in uh like their city or their team like the team in their city is in the prem or you know what i mean right right they support them because that is their team right but people here they're like we could they they could have like us for instance we're here it's like oh yeah i like st louis fc but i'm a la galaxy fan right like you're in la you're a fan of a team that's on the other side of the country why well you know they're in the mls it's like yo Mm -hmm. you have to stop thinking that way like a team is a team like just because America and the U S soccer and federation is ass backwards in terms of how they do things like, Mm. doesn't make, doesn't make us a, you know, a a different team to LA. The only thing that makes us different. The only thing that makes us different is $275 million and the fact that LA Galaxy was back in like 1996. Yep. Those are the two biggest differences.
0: And, and from a if Imagine
7: if. Imagine if. Imagine if USL teams or if, to be in the MLS you didn't have to buy in. Your right. team just had to be good. Just enough. had to be good enough. Mm-hmm. You know. And just then, had to be good enough. So. And then like and say and say they scrapped all these rules about oh you have to have a soccer specific stadium you have to have this you have to have that You're, it has to be downtown. Like, your t- our team, like, the 2015-2016 Louisville team is playing in, the M- like, the top league. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, you've got two Red Bulls teams playing. I, mean, I don't know how that would work, but wow. you'd have two Red Bulls teams playing in the top league. But, no, like, you have to pay a lot of money just to show off. Like, the the MLS is basically, like, it walks around and it's like, look at my dick. That's right. basically what they do. That's what it does. I, I know. And,
0: it, absolutely, it's a, show, it's a it's it's a, and, it's a dog and pony show. And it's um, like
7: it's like I don't like I, you know we've we've now played we've now played two different teams and like I I always get the same um. I always get the same kind of reaction from guys who come from MLS and they go down to USL. It's always the same reaction. Why do you guys run so much? Why do you guys work so hard? Why do you guys do this? Why do you guys do that? And I'm in my head. I'm like, why the fuck don't you? Exactly. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. You're getting paid. 7 you're getting paid how much, right? You're paid Six how figures. Much? And you don't work you, and you don't work well, hard. That's, like, that's
0: it though. Is that it? there's no challenge. I mean, these guys don't have, I mean, like two, two observances. Number one, I think you could pass the designated players in MLS. And I think the average MLS player and the average USL player, there's not much difference
7: quality-wise. What do you think? There's not. Right. Like, There's there's not. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's right. just it's honestly it's guy as guy called, as guy Abend would say it's roulette.
3: Mm-hmm. Literally,
7: it's it's roulette because any any you know like I'm not like I'm not just saying this, but you look at the Cincinnati team right that played us. And yeah. look at that, it's that a, roster. It's a joke. Sorry. I mean, I can and, say that because I'm not playing. Them, but it's a joke. And it's like, so like their roster that they put out, one player, his whole paycheck was bigger than our entire salary, right. like our entire team salary, yet we work harder than all of them, which right. allowed us to win the game. Right. And you're going to tell me that some of the guys on my team who played in that game don't deserve a shot in the MLS. Of course. The guy, all the, like, the team who won <clears throat> the USL, in, like, our team in 2017 and last year's team in 2018, right. We none of us deserved a shot in MLS. But, you know, like, it's, like I said, it's roulette. It's, like, it sucks. In America, you have to know somebody right. to play in the top division. You don't, you can't just be good enough. <clears throat> you have to know somebody. I can tell you now that there's guys floating around in the NPSL right now right. who are ex-professionals who they just got tired of you know the Mm -hmm. usl like after the nasl folded but like they were tired they're just tired of like the whole idea that they had to be great in order to make it Mm -hmm. like and that's that's or they had they had to know somebody they couldn't just be great and it kind of happens in the usl sometimes Mm -hmm. but it's nowhere near as much
0: right and, and i guess the, the the last thing i would touch on with the whole mls thing is that when you have a league that's set up for parity and it is i mean when you have the you have so much control that the league office has such control of the, of the uh, contracts and the money exchanges you have something that's set up for parity the quality's not going to get much better and on saturday morning i could turn on four different countries and i can watch the game at that level i'm living in louisville if I live in Louisville or Charlotte or Tampa or Phoenix or any of these other places, compel me to watch your league. I don't get it. I I, I just, I I mean, why, why would I want to watch a mediocre product of of a a league where they're literally working to subjugate or obliterate competition like us? I don't
7: get it. I, I mean, like the other thing is like, there's no team like in the MLS that you look at year after year after year, like, that team's the best team. Right. Like they need a bad ever. guy. They need a bad guy. Yeah. Like, they do. Like, you, baseball you has know, the you. Yankees.
0: And you're talking about Man yeah. U. Man U is a team that you want to – like, if you're watching a game, you have a team in the league, you're going to want to watch Man U if you don't like them because you don't like them. There's nobody yeah. turning on San Jose because they don't like San Jose. You know what I'm saying? I don't
7: There's nothing yeah. wrong. I'm sorry. That. <clears throat> I, I just – like, for me, like, it's, it's just difficult for me to understand. Like, it – And well, actually, you know, it is, I do understand now. Like I used to say, like, I didn't understand, but it's a business. Like MLS is a business. The prem, the prem, the prem is a, has a business side, Yep. but the players like, but there's actual like games, like the MLS is just a business. Like, you know, they, those guys had a union for finally got a union. They changed a lot of shit and it made. The MLS changed a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hope, I'm hoping that the U like our union with right. the USL, we right. can do the same thing. Absolutely. Also, but it's like, how like, how is it that they never thought of some of those things? Like why like why did the players have to come to them and be like, yeah, this isn't good enough? Because of the bottom line, man, it's everything is about the bottom
0: line in that league. It's 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 man, I'm, I'm bringing you down, and I apologize. <laughs> I wasn't trying to bring, man, I, I tell you what, we, we I guess we're, we're almost out of time because, uh, we've been on, I really appreciate you coming on, but, um, man, s- tell us something that's really good going on in your life. Cause we miss you. We, we miss you terribly. I mean, I, I, you uh, know that. Yeah. So give us some good things, yeah, man. I, tell us something so Tell us something good.
7: Um, besides so like you have uh, a really cool, from, you
0: have a really cool dog.
7: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to start with that, but, um, no, um, <laughs> back from injury, which is nice. Good. Um, so I have 5 weeks of pent up aggression and right. energy kind like <laughs> good. lash out on Tuesday it <laughs> wasn't great but uh it felt or yeah but it felt good you know um uh I don't know like things are things are you know I can't really complain like sure. I still get to play right. the game that I love mm-hmm. uh I've been fortunate enough to continue to play you know a lot of guys are retiring Mm -hmm. uh at in at my age in the us from the usl and things like that because standard of living is not great which you guys obviously know from what i've told you before yep but um yeah i mean there's nothing like that's been like superb or you know or anything like that Colo's great he's uh (laughs) (laughs) he's my best friend so we have Mm -hmm. We have a lot of conversations sometimes, there you go. Yeah. um, uh, family's doing well. Good. So, good. Yeah. I, like
0: the things that matter, the things that matter sound
7: like they're fine. Yeah. I, I honestly though, like, I, like I said, there's not really like great news. I don't really have any like great news. Just, uh, life is good. good. How it is. Good. I, like I said, I miss you guys. Uh, um, I'm actually, uh, there are there is some good news. Like I get to take my D course soon. So oh. I'm looking forward to that. I've been, uh, I've been spending a lot of time with the Academy here and Awesome. I've been learning a lot. Um, actually that, I guess that's some good news. Um, mm-hmm. my Academy boys, the ones that I've been working with a lot, mm-hmm. they actually just qualified or they just, yes, actually, saw the Semifinals. nice of the DA playoffs. So I was, I was really happy for them. Hmm. I haven't seen them since I got back. So I'm hoping to tomorrow to go out to practice. I think they're practicing tomorrow. Okay. So we're out there and say hello and congratulate them. Um, but yeah, like things are, things are, I've got my health. Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Got my dog, got my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I could use one or two more friends. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of uh, a little more. We can hang out. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wish, wish I could sometimes, but just got to take what, take what I have, take what I, I can give you right now. Yeah.
2: All right, right. And they will be coming so, out
7: there pretty soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, September, yeah. September 18th or 23rd or something like that. Right. Well, listen, we're going to let uh, you do your thing,
0: but I'm trying No, finish, finish your
7: thought. I apologize. Oh no. I, I'm just going to say like, I'll be happy to see you guys.
0: Right, and and you are, like I said, um, you know, the the class and, and the the warrior attitude that you had when you were here, and I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that just to say it, it's the truth. Um, the type of player you ha- you were is what we want to see embodied. Like, when I think of a player, now I say this, I say that this, when they put up a wall of fame, you know, Niall's face has got to be the first player on it because he's been here for so long, but when I measure... Louisville city players, the new ones, the first person I think of, and I'm saying it sincerely, what, who are they compared to Sean Reynolds? And that's what I, that's who I elevate or or judge against because of the type of guy you were on and off the field. And um, man, looking forward to hopefully having you back on again uh, sometime in the future and uh, looking forward to see what's going on in your life and your career. We love you, pal.
7: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you saying that. I just wish, Somebody else would have said that about me at one point in my career, in my well, life. Well, we, you know, you've got that. people
0: saying about you now and, you, <laughs> and I'm sure like, if you called up and said, oh, you know, my dog needs a sitter and that other group, well, we'd be out there and
7: like, we'd be out there as quick as we could. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, trust me. I understand. I would, I mean, I don't know how, like how trustworthy I would be. Cause you know, he's my baby, but, <laughs> you know, but you know, we could we'd definitely set up some trial runs. Uh it, <laughs> All right, but um, no, I appreciate you guys uh asking me to be on here, and like uh, like always uh, glad we could catch up and talk. Absolutely. Uh, I, mean, I hope all of you guys are doing well. Absolutely. And you know, as much you know, it I cheer for my friends. Mhm. You know, I cheer. You know, I want Paco to do well. Right. And I want Oscar to do well. Like all the guy, like all the guys who I'm still friends with on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, I want all of them to do well. But at the same time, like, I don't mind if you guys draw. Right, you. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, No, it's, it's totally yeah, understood. Like, you know, like the, uh, you know, there's games. I'm like, oh, Paco, like, good tackle. I'm like, but, you know, next one, you know, just let him, let him through. Let him through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon, okay?
7: Yeah, sounds good. All Thanks, right, love you. Take care, Sean. Next man. See you soon. Bye. Bye. See you.
0: Well, there you go all right I mean I, he's he's just he's just such a great good dude and he really is and and I mean that sincerely I mean like um, Niall as I said he's the face that he's got to be the first person they put up but any player that comes in here that plays the first guy I think of is who are they compared to Sean Reynolds because of what Sean brought to the table mm-hmm. you know hmm
1: much much like slugger field has the statue out by the gates I, I've I've always pictured a statue of Sean Reynolds outside holding his hand up. Yes. <laughs> that's
0: so and awesome.
1: That is uh, true. Just, that is true. Oh man, yeah. it would be wonderful.
0: Yes. Yeah. Would you like Would you like uh, to add anything to that phone conversation, sir? Uh,
2: we all got to go to Saint Louis and man, just make a lot of noise for our team, but also just see all see Sean and the guys.
0: Yep, totally agree. a yeah. uh, couple minutes because we're we've been on for about two hours, but two minutes. Uh, uh Women's World Cup. You know, big game tomorrow
1: against a great opponent against the host against, yeah, a team against the team that they haven't beaten in three games against a team that saw them get exposed against spain if we come out on top then they have thoroughly impressed me and i the sky's the limit get out there and
2: win
3: it yeah
2: um i know we're not a news podcast i actually do have some news
3: mm-hmm.
2: that just came in um the unused subs the unsubs.com is reporting that apparently uh lucky kasana has been traded to tampa bay for Antoine Openham, I think is how you say his name? Really, wow. really. No kidding. we yep. traded somebody? Yeah. Lucky. Which wow. I'm surprised.
0: That is a bit of a surprise.
2: Yeah. So, wow. uh, not wow. end yet, but that's what they're reporting. Wow.
0: Okay. So you're he broken here by, by by Matthew Owens. Yeah. Well that, done, that sir. That never happens on the top. <laughs>
1: Jeez Louise. How did this podcast have the time to break that? There you go.
0: So, <laughs> so Lucky gets traded, it looks like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I I guess. Wow. That's a surprise. Suddenly play. I want to get on my phone and look at the guy that we're trading for. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he played,
2: played a for, minutes. uh, he played for Reno, I think, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. He played for Reno. Uh, and then he's been playing for Tampa Bay this season.
1: Interesting. I, I wonder know, what's going on there. That's, uh, I don't know. I know Lucky
2: has some kind of history with Tampa Bay where he played for them a little while a few okay. years back, but
1: yeah,
2: huh. that's completely out of left. That's field. a, that's okay.
1: a surprise. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, hopefully the women, I think, I think France is going to have a lot of pressure on them tomorrow mm-hmm. and I think that they're, that's going to, that's going to weigh against them because, um, uh, you know, that kind of pressure against that team, against the quality opponent that, that they're going to be playing in the United States. I think it's going I think we're going to, I think we're going to win, but at the same time, if they score first, I think we're done. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: I don't see us coming back against it. It's gonna come no. down to no. sure are sure they're they're very athletic, but I think this game's gonna come down to how they're coached. Yep. So. And
0: uh, I, I have some questions about that.
1: Apparently a lot of people do. <laughs> so <laughs> now we go
0: on to the guys who have moved on from their group in the Gold Cup. I mean, you know, that's something what I'm afraid of. Is they're playing. Their the results are going to be just okay enough
1: where they don't shake this thing up. They're playing against Curacao. They played. They're playing Curacao. Curacao. Cur, thank you. Curacao.
0: They're playing against Curacao in the round of sixteen, I guess it is, or eight. I don't even. Which remember. they're
1: considered the I guess the Cinderellas of the tournament.
0: They are the Cinderella. Yeah. Haiti too. Haiti has moved on. Um, it's been a bit of i I've been following the tournament. I've watched a bunch of games. A couple of disappointments. Costa Rica, very disappointing. Jamaica hate to say it. I know we got a couple of guys playing there, but Jamaica disappointing. I, their efforts have just yesterday only drawing in a game with it's a veteran squad with a lot of talent drawing against whoever they drew against. Um, it might have been Cursa actually. I, I don't remember who they drew against because I just didn't care in the sense of this is a team that shouldn't beaten 10 to nothing. So very disappointed yep. in Jamaica, really happy for, for Canada, Canada, Mexico, the Canada, Mexico game was the best game I've seen and I'm not kidding in a long time. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. The energy was amazing. Canada, MS, MLS has helped Canada a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's, there's enough, there are enough teams that are close to the United States quality that are playing bad right now. And the U S is playing just well enough to win these games against Trinidad. Our big revenge. We got our big revenge against Trinidad. Mm,
3: Right.
0: And, And, uh, and a Louisville, I think we had a uh, uh, sands, right? The kid that played here,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: he started for them. Yep. So, so, we, so I guess that's the first time we've had a Louisville city player play in a, tor- uh, a national tournament. I think, I don't know. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're still, still going to, they're still going to get run over by Mexico. So oh, yeah. that's, that's it. There, uh, not trying to be rude, but just, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens. And, uh, L I P AFC this weekend. Epic hack. Looking forward to it. the FC So, and that's that's pretty much important. We've been on for almost about two hours yeah. and fifteen minutes. So, but that's okay. We had a good time today. We want to thank Evan Floyd, who was really nice, brought us some great gifts. Evan, thank you so much to Groove Machine. We'll definitely mm-hmm. appreciate the Cooper's Craft. Yep. Uh, also, that great poster. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll get oh, a Frankfurt. Yeah. That's oh, gotta that's go so, up. Cool. so that's fantastic. Really want to thank Evan for that. Yeah. Katie Harper was wonderful. It's, like I said, it's great to have somebody come on who uh, her history. Of being a soccer player. Um, and then, you know, now being a capo and leading was wonderful. Bugsy yeah. was friggin' hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to think, I want to think. He was him.
2: great. May he rest in
0: peace. Yeah, he's right. not dead. He's he not, not dead. I, well, he's a sex <laughs> therapist, so he's doing all right. He
1: so, he's dead in spirit. <laughs> so the bugsy
0: said that was wonderful. And of course, Sean Reynolds, God bless. Uh, wonderful guy. Mm. Love him.
1: And uh,
0: guys, this was a good show. Right. Uh, July 11th is our next show. We're off next week. We have one confirmed guest. Lance McGarvey has agreed to come on. We are working on some others. Stay in touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whoever's traveling to Indy, we'll see you there. If not, have a great July 4th. Yep. An enjoyable
1: one. Would you like to add anything to end the show, Derek? Uh, Well, one thing that we didn't mention about July the 11th is we will not be broadcasting from my apartment. There you go. We will be in a very special place that will go unnamed, but it will look very professional, and there will be people serving us drinks.
0: There you go. I like this idea. <laughs> and Matt,
1: would you like to add anything?
2: I just want to say, let's give this podcast a proper send off. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much for everybody that was a part of this and watching. I hope you had a good time. Uh, we're looking forward to doing many, many more of these. And that's it. God bless. Thank
3: you. Thank you all. Good night, everybody. Hull, 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 hull.